Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we've got a whole lot of talking to do, and I want to say hi to Tej. Hello, Holly. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, San Diego Comic-Con is is going on. It'll be over tomorrow. Um, yeah, but the big news drops, people. The big news drops. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about this last week. We're like, I hope they drop, you know, drop the movie. Uh Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice before our show, mm-hmm. and they did, and they dropped the trailer. What? How many seconds after they showed it to the Oh, Canadian like 10 folks? seconds. Like 10 seconds after the, the trailer was up. It was like, well done, Warner Brothers. Yeah. You just eliminated bootlegging and pirating. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was like looking on my timeline, like the hidden one. I'm like, where's the bootleg? Where's the, oh, okay. Uh, YouTube just informed me Warner Brothers uploaded the add-on like quick link. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go there. Yeah. High definition. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder said it was three minutes eleven seconds, but it's actually three minutes forty seconds. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because of the titles at the front or what, but yeah, the, I don't know. know like in San Diego, I don't know. Like if at Comic Con they showed uh, the logos and stuff because they opened up with this huge, like, um, I was reading the live tweets, and they opened up with, like, this huge montage to DC movies Uh, and DC comic characters. So maybe that was, like, their opening title, and then they just had, like, the trailer. Because, I mean, if you take out, like, directed by Zack Snyder, you know, the legendary logo, Warner Brothers logo, DC Comics, uh, DC Entertainment logo, that's, like, you know, 30 seconds there. So. Right. Um, okay. So let's go through this trailer. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've watched it. Okay. So it starts out, Holly Hunter is a senator, and apparently they've come, called uh, Superman to the Senate or the Congress of the United States to um, grill his butt about what happened with Zod and the, and the crumbling of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So she says, um, what does she say? She says something about the truth. We're trying to get to the truth. We're trying to get to the truth. This man is too powerful to be among oh. us. Uh, yeah, she says, so sorry, today is a, she says today is a day for truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. She ain't talking that cockamamie GCYOU story they're telling, that's for sure. Um, no. <laughs> Not that truth. Um, and it, but like in truth, uh, the comic book story, the movie has people hating Superman because he's an alien. Mhm. Even says God hates aliens. How can God hate aliens if he created aliens? Hello. Mm. People. 
So anyway, um, so yeah, he's there. You can see he, he there's the Capitol building, and then there's the um, I don't know if that's the Justice Department or what that is. It's certainly not. Anyway, um, so he lands and he walks up. Okay, and so they're trying to find out what happened the day that Metropolis crumbled with Zod, mm-hmm. you know. And they're very scared of Superman because they think that that much power is dangerous, which is really kind of ironic because some of these politicians have more power than Superman could ever have, and they don't necessarily use it for good. So um, did you think his uh, suit looked a little brighter this time? Um, I think Zack Snyder took off his filters because okay. uh, he's That's like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took off he took off his Instagram filters um, because Amy Adams' hair looks vibrant red. Um, oh yes, yes. I, I, I put it on my TV and I watched it because I was like, yeah, yeah no, I need now. So. Yeah, I was like, um, I need as many inches as possible. So I was like, put it on the TV. I only have 65. 40 yeah, 65. 40, so. Glorious, glorious high definition. Yeah. Um, thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was his. It was his. It was his father's day present. So, yeah, oh, awesome. from himself. From himself. <laughs> well, hey, the whole family can share in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very vibrant. Um, uh-huh. Even, you know, the sun, it was shockingly yellow. Um, everything, you know. I mean, you could see the the purple on Bruce Wayne's shirt. You could see the, the yellow uh, uh, and everything. It, it, it was very, very um, more colorful. I think right. Zach Snyder took that yeah. to heart about the last movie. Yeah, they actually have daylight in this thing. Yeah. But with the yeah. Batman scenes, it's like nighttime. You know. Yeah, it, Batman um, is, is perpetual rain and dark. Yeah. So, what did you think of Zack Snyder saying that Gotham and Metropolis are like San Francisco and Oakland? They're that close. Um, to be quite honest, I don't know. I know where San Francisco is. I don't know what the hell is Oakland. I didn't even know it existed. It's, it's <laughs> just across the bay from San Francisco. Oh. So okay. there's like uh, a bridge between them. It'd be like St. Yeah, yeah. um, Paul and Minneapolis. It's like you know, they're basically the same metroplex. So I okay. don't get that. Um, yeah, you know, um, I always believed um, Metropolis was New York and uh, Gotham is Chicago. Um, that's That's what I believe. Uh, screw Zack Snyder, whatever he says about distance, because, um, no, no, not screw Zack Snyder. I love you, Zacky Poo. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't, like... it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me because, it, you but know, it does, it does raise some questions. Okay, it, I, I Superman, suppose Superman could be trailer. playing in both cities. I mean, you know, he has a superpowered alien. Right, but now if you look at the Batman in this, he's retired. So Gotham would need a protector. Right, but... What's there if Superman moved in on his turf, you know? Um, Because if you look at this trailer, 
Bruce Wayne has definitely hung up the cowl because of a Robin death. Which Robin? I don't know. Uh, because, you know, I've seen spoiler images from, uh, you know, the set that Dick Grayson's grave, which was shown clear as daylight. Somebody got a picture. I don't know how. Oh, um, okay. Dick, so, but Dick Grayson never died in the comics. Right. So you know, they could have changed something in post-production, right? Right. Right. Zack Snyder said, I, I love this quote. This is my favorite quote from, of all time from what Zack said about this. He says, it is not based on any comic. Right, exactly. There is, there is homages to The Dark Knight's Return. Right, right. There are imagery homages, right? Yeah, but it's very definitely. Not, and, he, and he clearly said this. It's not based on that comic, The Dark Knight Rises. No, it's not. And this goes back to me. You can go and listen to this, uh, the podcast. I said it on here. He had a falling out with Frank Muller. And yes, I think... Because, let's let's face it, Frank Muller is cruel. Um, Oh, you mean Dark Knight Master Race? Ah! Yeah, like anyone... Please, I'm not going to read that comment. Um, yeah, Andy Kubert's <laughs> the artist on that, by the way. And, but Klaus Andy. is doing Klaus is doing the inking. I, I tweeted that I said Klaus Johnson, all the man wants is to get away from Frank Miller and Batman, and now they're shoving him back with Frank Miller and Batman right. Right. because he's Superman inking the story. Sucked. <laughs> he said, "Can't put that on my tombstone." <laughs> Yeah, we we go way off topic. We go way yeah. off topic. Okay. So um, I don't mind the distance thing, to be quite honest. It's it's in the to me it's yes it's odd, it's right. but I I'm you know me I'm an open minded person when it comes to these movies because this trailer as much as we've seen three minutes forty seconds of pure bliss, we've seen nothing. We have literally seen nothing of the of this two and a half hour movie that's going to be released. All right. So I'm hoping it will be explained because clearly if you mentioned it, then it's going to play some importance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe uh, Bruce Wayne, is, because I saw the, you know, we get flashbacks. Spoilers, people, if you haven't watched the trailer, go watch it. Don't listen to us, go watch it. Um, you know, he was in the, the attack of Metropolis, Right. Right. That's, that's the first time we see um, Ben Affleck. He's dressed as Bruce Wayne. And he is literally with the the one building coming down. Um, apparently it came down because of heat vision. Um, right, that's when that's when uh, Zod and Superman yeah. are fighting and they bring down that building. Watch right. Man of Steel so many times. Yeah. Um, Affleck <laughs> is running down the street and really that image is 9-11, New York City, mm, yes. where he is running into the debris field and, you know, the smoke, the ash, all that. And um, and then there's another scene later on where it's another catastrophe, United States catastrophe that Superman uh, is involved in. But Bruce Wayne is literally running into the, the smoke and ash of a falling building. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it kind of raises the question, if Batman had been in New York City during 9-11, what could he have done? Nothing. So, 
Well, but we do. Let's, but we do see uh, Bruce Wayne being uh, a hero. Yes, a, a human hero, which needs to be highlighted. Right. Without a suit, without yeah. Yeah. And he's hugging a little girl uh, amongst the the rubble. Right. And looking up, and he must be seeing um, these two alien beings fighting, because mm-hmm. that's what was happening then. So. Right, and, you know, we see that it was the Wayne Financial Building that was brought down. Right. So, Probably him off. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, he, uh, he's like, dude, you brought down my building. Right. Right. Um, a lot of people said, oh, is it too close to Trade Center? And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, um this needs to be highlighted. It needs to be shown in movies. This is a real-world situation. You know, it, it's not... I hate to bring these people up. It's not Marvel, happy, dappy, you know, we're going to save everybody sort of yeah. thing. That's and, and, you know, DC Comics shows that, yes, while Superman does save people, he can't save everyone. Right. Which is... Which has always been a theme throughout Superman comics, if you read them. Yeah. He's not a god. He's not a god. He's no, just a guy. People, yeah, even though people try to say he's a god, he's not a god. He has mm-hmm. god-like power. One guy. It. Right. Yeah. He's just one guy who is trying so desperately to do as much as he can. So what we hear is, as we see the director's credit, is the senator declaring Superman responsible for the fall of Gotham, or excuse me, Metropolis. Right. So, okay, we see someone in a, okay, field. Is that Wayne Manor? Yes. Okay, and it's, I can't tell if that's Ben or if that's Alfred. It, no, zoomed it in was Alfred. Alfred is walking towards like this dilapidated, burnt down. I don't know what happened there, Wayne Manor. Right, and the field is like it's overgrown. It's like you know all the weeds and yes. stuff that like an unkept you... Wayne Manor. Yes, exactly. Um, then we see something, and it looks like a wharf. There's water there, right? There's a building. Right. Let me, okay, let me pull up the trailer <laughs> since we're going through this uh, screen There's, by screen. Um, yeah. I think There's one room that thing. has... Well, I don't think so because, I mean, it. there's windows. and. Oh, okay. Well, it could be the back, inside of the Batcave because, you know, he's got a bat boat. But there's one room that's red. And that really draws your eye to it because it's, 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 it could be the Batcave. I don't, well, yeah, you're right. Because over on the far right, that's his outfit, isn't it? Yes, yeah. You okay, so, 10 points for Dutch <laughs> Yeah, you go, girl. Um, Yeah, but if there's water, okay, so if you've ever played Batman, Lego Batman, you know that the Batcave has a lot of water around it. <laughs> yeah. And it, and, yeah. So, um, so, you know, he's got well, to have a bat the, boat. What, what I thought was, was the Dark Knight Rises where at the end, um, what's his name, Robin is walking in the water and, you know, then the, 
the platform sort of lifts up. And if you look at that, it's sort of the same design where it's a platform and then there's water underneath. So. Uh huh. Right. So it's like a warp kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Then we go into this um, voiceover of Alfred talking about how good men go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bruce Wayne is looking at a newspaper article about Wayne Tower devastated, dozens killed, and it shows a picture of the Wayne uh, Financial Building coming down, and um, someone has written on it, you let your family die. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, that's interesting. That is, for me, uh, Joker handwriting. Okay. And we see more of that later in the trailer, too. Right. And and from uh, what I've read on the um, live tweets, Batman is shown in Suicide Squad, and he's confirmed he's going to be there. Right, so it could be tying into Suicide Squad. Right. Okay, does that say what the planet daily? What does that say? What, the newspaper? Yes. Um, Let me zoom this in. It says Time Planet, I think. Time Planet Daily? Yeah. Hmm. What's, that, <laughs> what's it say before that? Something? Uh, the date and the issue number. Yeah, and but it costs. above the O in Tower, what does it say that there? Oh, there's too much of shadow here. <laughs> Let me make it bigger. Another screen. <laughs> Hey, we leave no stone unturned. We yeah, we 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 look for clues everywhere. Like, ooh, what's that in Lois Lane's here? Pencil. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> hey, if we could, we'd zoom in on the article. Who wrote the article? Can we tell? It doesn't look like Lois Lane. Or right. I don't know if you can't read it. That's okay. No, no, I'll get it. Oh, I'll zoom it in. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not a, it's it's strange because it's not a headline. You know, right? No, it's it's from the it's from page. Um, yeah, it's a back. It's like page. from the middle of the page. Yeah, it's like from like page twelve or something. I don't know. But although they have the price on the far right, so yeah, I can read the price. Oh, I can read the price clearly. It's like two dollars or something. So expensive. yeah, but usually they put that on the front page. You would think that if it was a a newspaper, the banner would be a little okay. bigger than that. Okay, okay, I got it. Um, addition to reporting oh. on the planet daily, so it could be the Daily Planet. Two dollars fifty cents. Gee whiz. Hmm. So expensive. Um, like in a special edition, maybe. Maybe. You would think it's page that eleven. Page eleven. Put the price on page eleven. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm trying to read who wrote it. Uh, Brad, somebody. Yeah, Brad, somebody. Not Brad Pitt. Um. <laughs> okay. Next scene. Okay. So. Bruce has a reaction shot 
to <laughs> what he's reading here. He's he uh, not, he not happy. He's not happy. And Alfred is talking about how, you know, they get, a, you know, good men get a fever and then they. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then can, can we, we see. Can, before we go on, can I just say, yes, Jeremy Irons and Alfred. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I love. There was no doubt I love, in my mind. I love Michael Caine. Sorry, dude, but Jeremy Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. I mean, Jeremy Sean Irons. Okay. Jeremy they have Irons. never. They have not picked a bad, bad Alfred. I mean, Michael Caine, yes, Alfred. Jeremy Irons, yes, Alfred. Sean Pertwee, yes, Alfred. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, yeah, I am so psyched to see every single scene of. I'm so, I'm so psyched to see every single. Like, I'm gonna do what we're doing with Holly now. I'm gonna when I get the DVD, I'm gonna go through frame by frame <laughs> of each movie, of each like millisecond and I'm going to it's going to like be lasered into my brain so yeah I'm just so excited for the movie can you tell yes now this is one of your favorite scenes next we see Bruce working out <gasps> yes oh my goodness oh yes dead ass like woohoo <laughs> and he did some major physique stuff there Ben Affleck, I I want more shirtless Ben Affleck. I hope we get a whole montage of him training like Batman should train. Um, You know, because, listen, (laughs) Christian Bale, I love you, but Ben Affleck is one of my favorite actors of all time. And um, I have been actually, I'm not just saying this because he was cast, but I have been secretly wanting him to be groomed for a DC superhero since forever. Right. The fact that they made him, I mean, now that he's in his, you know, he's like, what, the 40 or something, his late, his early 40, and now that they've made him this really mature, humped out, Dark Knight Returns Batman, um, although I don't like the Dark Knight Returns so much for the Superman aspects, I really do like the Batman part of it. Mm. Um, because it is Batman. It's, it's the gritty Batman. And, you know, he. Um, what I can see from here is elements of what I've been missing in comics for so long, a detective Batman. You know, he's he's yeah. training. He's training. He, he gets this, right. this, this intimidating letter. He he, you can see the reaction on his face, right? And you can right. see he's 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 gonna go into this training mode. He's gonna go in. Yes, he's gonna beat somebody up, you know. And but he's going to be the main, right? I, right? I I love that. This is the smart people's comic book movie. Let me put it to you that way. Yeah, yeah. Ben and, said he played the part like Bruce was burnt out, and then these things, this. These threats from Joker, um, mm-hmm. Superman, t- you know, tearing it up with Zod and Metropolis, and you know, right. affecting I mean, not only gets... the Wayne Financial Building, but also one of the Wayne satellites. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bruce Wayne was watching like the Super Bowl, and Zod and and Superman smashed up his satellite, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna bust you now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's so apparently this is bringing him out of quote unquote retirement. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna you know physical up 
and mm-hmm. he's pulling a tire. Can mm-hmm. I, he's pulling a tire shirtless. I want to see this in glorious <laughs> IMAX. <laughs> and it's not a little tire. It's like a tractor tire. No, or yeah, like, it's like a, a huge, armed vehicle. Like a, it's like an armed vehicle tire or whatever. And if you've ever had to move, okay, I'm, I'm a farm person, right? So I had to move tires right. in my life. Um, if you have to move tires, no, that's hard. Yeah, no, it's the way you need he's like. Doing it. On its side, especially the way yeah, especially the way he's doing it on its side. Oh, and he's just pulling it like with a rope, and he's like, "Oh, this is so easy." Uh, yeah, no, this that he is has a difficult. Big old rope too. So. Yeah, it's a heavy rope. It's like a anchor rope, man. That's like a. This is like some serious stuff. I mean, people do not get there. They were like, "Oh, he's pulling a tire." Yeah, that's gonna really physically him up for Superman. I'm like. Dude, you go pull that tire. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, okay. Now we've okay. ten points for so Ben Affleck working out. Yeah. And then we get the we've got this previously. Um Bruce Wayne's in his suit staring at the bat suit. Mhm. And then we get the more of that clip where Alfred is talking to him. Yeah. He talks about get, how good men can go cruel when they cruel. have a fever and all that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And Jeremy Irons is looking fine as Alfred. Mm. Yeah, the, the dude. I, like, I'd even crush on Jeremy Irons here oh, as yeah. Alfred. Yeah. Like, yeah, bring him on. This movie. I'm going to be woohooing in that cinema so many times. Um, Alfred actually does give some words of wisdom later in the trailer, and we'll, we'll cover that for sure. Now mm-hmm. we see the cop car doing it, you know, spinning around. They're showing up somewhere, and there's a batarang. Mm. Now, is that Ben in the chains? No, no, that's just like some street thug. Yeah, but... He, well, he's got a ring on his middle finger, and he's got a bat. Um, oh yeah, when they a brand, like somebody has yeah, like him like Batman, bat. like Batman took his lighter on on the bat ring, and he went yeah, on his like skin. a heated yeah on his chest. So yeah. they find this Batman guy means business. Yeah, Batman means business. He um. So he does look a little like Ben, so then I have another question, but he looks too young for that. Okay. So then we see bats, right? Yes. Like an elevator shaft or something. Yes, this is an, uh, I paused it right at the right moment. It's um, an elevator shaft going down somewhere, and the bats are coming up. So it's an aerial view down. A lot of people Ah. thought it was like, a lot of people thought it was like a like a doorway or something or like an alleyway. No, I you didn't watch the trailer enough know. time. Yeah, you I watched watch, the trailer I, enough time. I watched it. I when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's an elevator and the bats are coming. Okay. Mhm. Oh, there we get another. Oh, there we get another fine man in this movie. Whew. Yes, Lars Fishburne as Perry White. Uh, we get <laughs> the Daily Planet. Uh, and Ken. And he's talking to Clark Kent. Perry has glasses, and so does Clark. Um, and Clark is wearing plaid. Plaid, and he but has so his is, hel- the, so is, so 
with the guy that's walking down the hallway, too. So I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's fashionable to be wearing plaid, but as we know, Clark likes plaid, if you've ever watched Clark Smallville. Clark likes plaid. Oh, hello. Henry Cavill's chiseled, uh-huh. clefted oh. face. Oh, oh, oh. that chin alone what? is enough to just be the price of admission right there. Yeah, no, that chin alone will bring in, like, you don't know how many swarms of women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some men. Some men, too. Now, um, Perry has, yes, Perry gives this, it's an awesome line. Nobody cares <laughs> about <laughs> Clark Kent going after Batman. And we're all like, <laughs> you know. but it's like the best line ever. I was like, I want to kiss you. I wrote that one. That was good. I who, like that. Who that says was awesome. DC Comics doesn't have humor? I cracked up Somebody laughing. does. I cracked up laughing. Yes, it's not in your face, blah, 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 slapstick comedy, okay, but this is such witty, humorous com- uh, comedy for a fan watching it. Um, mm-hmm. it's it, just, reminds uh, me, it reminds me of the uh, George Reeves show. That was my because, first favorite line. Yeah. That was my first favorite line when I watched the trailer initially, then it got bumped up by, by Lois. Um, okay. But this reminded yeah. me of the George Reeves television show, because they would stuff like that too. Exactly. And but, they did you know, it in um the Flesher films too. Exactly. Now that so was one all, of my first that was one yeah. of my first exposures to Superman, right? We used to have the Flesher comics mm-hmm. um before the news. Um it's sort of like a filler till the news time, right? And because we used to only have hourly news, we only had four channels when I was growing up. Um, and so that was my first exposure to Superman. And I always thought that Superman is always telling me. He's always in on me with the joke. Right. Right. And and he's like, you know the secret. And this is that. It, it, it's such a callback to um, Superman bringing you in on the secrets. Yes. And, you know. I mean, all they needed was Clark Kent to go in there and wink at us. So, you know, <laughs> been, like, dying of laughter. But, yeah, it was whoever wrote this line, please, please give yourself an award. You need, uh, Like, you get the fanboy award or fangirl. <laughs> Whichever. Um, Whichever. Brilliant. So then we I love see, it. we see um, Superman. And oh, it's, uh, oh, you know we can't handle the field. <laughs> we um, it's a very close up of the S on the chest there. Um, mm. We saw when they were filming uh, snippets of this scene, and mm. uh, this is Lois's first scene in the trailer, and it's it's a phenomenal scene because she puts her hand on his chest and she reassures him, and you want to tell the folks what she says? Okay. I have it. I actually have it saved because it just, I'd like copied it and I'm like, no, no, this is like the best line I've heard in so long. Right. <clears throat> Let me drink some water. <laughs> I just lost all my chill there in my voice. <laughs> yeah, you can see Tejna is Gaga crazy over this trailer. Um, Lois to Superman. Right, she runs her fingers over his, over the center of his S, and she says, 
this means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. Yep. <laughs> Somebody else needs another award for that yes. one. Cuz we're not Whoever getting any hope team, in we're not getting any hope in. Whoever else is getting is getting an award from me. You Right. You, like But I lost I lost all my chill here at this like I was losing losing it, losing it then <laughs> gone. I was like, "Wow." But we're but not getting understand. But we're not getting okay. any I'm sorry. <laughs> um we're not getting any hope in the comics, right? Mm-mm. Right. And um cuz you know nobody mentions hope in the comics, but god forbid. Uh this scene which she shows people stranded on top of the roof during mm-hmm. a flood. And it has, these people have painted a giant S symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, this reminds us all of Katrina. Yes. So, and Superman is flying above them in the sky, ready to swoop in and save them. Right, it was the angel imagery you saw off in the last uh, trailer. And it's so reassuring hope. I mean... Yes. Zack Snyder cannot emphasize enough, emphasize enough the the savior that he is to these people. He he is our savior. This is our savior, and I mean, just from this, right? It's something like seven seconds long, right? Where they, where they they have Lois Lane telling him this. This for me is the heart and soul of the movie. This is where I know you got it right, Zach. You know, I don't care what people said about Man of Steel. I don't care. You have got it right. This is Superman who is conflicted because he knows people are frightened of his power. Obviously, if Superman was in the world right now, we, you know, if we didn't know enough about him, we would be a little bit scared. You know, some people are going to be hopeful like me. Um... You know, they'll be like, hey, but some people are going to be a bit scared. And he is with Lois, and she is guiding him. She is his, to quote Scott Snyder, his northern star. She is the one who shows him the moral path. And, oh, my God, I just want, I just want the scene to um, go into, like, a fangirl scene where they... Listen, I asked for one thing from this trailer. I asked for one thing, and it was a Lois and Clark scene or a Lois and Superman scene. And I got so much more. It's like Zack Snyder was looking at my tweets, and he said, okay, okay, Bethlehem, you watch that trailer. You're going to you're gonna lose all your stuff. You're going gonna to blow your mind. And... Yeah, you know, I mean, this is what we've been missing in our comics. So this brought me to tears. I mean, right now I'm holding them back because I don't want to cry on live podcast. (laughs) And the other other thing it shows is that if there had been a Superman around during Katrina, he could have saved lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe not everyone, but all. But, but he some. could have saved a heck of a lot more than, you know, than got saved. So, mm-hmm. 
The next and thing I love, is that I love that is for the people. For, I'm sorry to just hop on the scene. I love that she drew the S on her roof and she's standing there and she's just looking up hopeful because that is what this man is about. He's about inspiring people. Right. You know, and I mean, oh, yes, Zack Snyder. Bring me this movie now. <laughs> okay, next scene. Okay, next scene is at the Kent farm and Martha mm-hmm. is talking to her son. Um, and she tells him that he can be, that people hate what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she says you can be their angel, you can be their savior, you, they can be whatever they need you to be. Or you could, um, or be none of be it. Nothing, be nothing at all, yeah. Yeah, not be any of those things because... And this is like another great line. You never owed this world anything. Yeah. And she's so right. She doesn't yeah. owe the world anything. But yeah. he chooses to be our savior. He chooses to be our angel. He chooses to be that person that we go to. And well, you know, I, 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 I don't. You know, I don't think of Clark as an angel because to me that's a whole different. Spectrum, but what I think of Clark is a man who has these incredible powers and who wants to be, well, who wants to save the world, save as many people. He he believes in life. He believes in the preservation of life, and therefore, mm-hmm. if he can save people, then then he thinks he's done, uh, you know, what he was put on this earth to do. Because you know he. You know, he he knows it's no accident that he was put in a rocket ship and sent from Krypton, and now he comes to Earth, and now he has all these incredible powers. When you have mm-hmm. that kind of thing going on, when you have a talent or whatever, then you want to develop that talent and be, you know, the best you can be. And, you know, and, and if it's like in the saving people realm, then you want to be the best at that and, and do do that well. So... Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, he lost his planet, and um, he was adopted by the Kent, and so he also adopts Earth because he was raised here, and he was raised by humans. He was raised, basically, he was raised a human for, you know, what, 10, 12, 15 years of his life? And mm-hmm. so he's paying it forward because, you know, he, and that inspires other people, you know, to pay, pay it forward as well. Um, you know, he doesn't do it because he thinks, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe the earth anything at all. He could just sit on his bum all day and, you know, do whatever. But mm. it's because of he's that kind of, he feels he feels that responsibility and he's got this gift and he thinks, well, I shouldn't just, not use it and not and just you know throw it away. So um, that's a really telling. You know, his mother is telling him, "You don't have to do this because you 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 know you the world does not owe you you know the world you never you don't owe the world anything." Right, and you know I can from from that you can see that it's um, Superman versus you know, the hate of the world, right? And he's not a guy who's just going to go back and say, 
okay, I'm going to sit, you know, on my butt and do nothing. He's going to prove to them, even though he doesn't need to, he's going to prove to them why they should trust him. Yeah. And because that's the type of guy Clark Kent is. You know, he's going to be selfless. He's going to be responsible. And he's going to, no matter the amount of hate that he gets, he's going to still want to save life because Clark Kent, you know, ultimately comes from a world of love. Uh, He comes from a world of love from Joel and Lara. He comes from a world of love from Martha and Jonathan. And he wants to give that back to the world. Well, and here's the other thing. Because he's a farm boy, he's more Mm. in tune with life, I think, than if he had been born in the city, Okay. Let's let's get real because you know farm boys they're around crops. Fa- farm yeah. boys don't ride bulls. They no, tend they, bulls. Yeah, they don't ride bulls at the 4-H. Okay, no, they don't. But they raise crops, so there's the seasonal thing, the life. You know, everything has a season. They raise animals. Um, they have to take care of these animals. Um, that's other kind of life. Um, you know, animals birth. Uh, cabs, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that's, you know. So he's around life, you know, life and death more than a city kid, you know. He's exposed to that more, I think. And and part of that, you know, of that experience shows him appreciation for life. You know, they understand the mm-hmm. reverence of, you know, when, you know, they uh, do something, say say an animal needs to be put down. Uh, for whatever reason, they understand the reverence of that. And um, so, so that you know, people say, well, you know, he's got all that power. The thing about it is is that they take Clark's personality totally out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. Clark Kent was made with a certain personality. He, he was optimistic. He believed that he can make a difference. He believed that humanity, when, you know, shown the way, could rise above whatever doom, gloom they were in and and fix things for themselves, right? He was, Mm -hmm. you know, he was that kind of person. And so you can't take that away from him. You know, people say, well, he's just too powerful. Okay, you've got to remember it's running through the sieve of Clark Kent. Okay, and so that makes a huge difference. You know, it's like when Batman says that Clark is the most human of us all. It's because Clark Mm. is the most human because Clark Kent is human. He was raised human, okay? And you better have Clark Kent, the human, with the Kryptonian powers or then you've got problems. And they keep wanting to show that. Oh, well, if it wasn't Clark Kent farm boy with this type of personality and this moral core, then, oh, this is what we get. Isn't that exciting? You know, he's a bad guy. You know, no. That's why we complain about the comics so much is that we want Clark Kent farm boy reporter back. Because you can't have those Kryptonian powers going through anybody else's other sieve. It's not Superman, okay? Mm-hmm. And so that line and, is 
I mean, that really defines Superman in a very good way because you have to have Clark Kent before you have Superman. Right. And can I just, one more thing as well. Reporter Clark. Reporter Clark. He's hunting down the vigilante Batman because, listen, for all that Batman is, he's a hero or whatever, whatever, he is a vigilante. Yes, exactly. And he is, Clark Kent, I cannot believe I'm saying this after how many years, Clark Kent is exposing the truth. He is fighting for justice without his powers. He is using words, not fists. Exactly. And, and that's I want the other every thing. single yeah. I want every single Superman writer to freaking go and watch those three lines, okay, from Perry, from Lois and from Martha. Those are the three important people in in Superman's life. It's his family, which is represented by the Kents, it's Lois, who is his heart and soul. She's literally putting her hand on the S and it is Harry White, who is his guiding light as well, because he's telling him, yo, Clark, don't want to go messing with things. Let Leave this be. You're going to get into trouble. Okay? I mean... Well, I think I, that what Perry said was, people don't want to see Clark Kent going after Batman, which, okay, kind of boggles my mind. If he was going to do an expose about Batman... You know, then maybe that shows how people feel about Batman as opposed to, you know, I don't know. But we have said this, like last week we even said it, that the Superman story is an adoption story. The kids mm-hmm. adopted him, right? The DP right. adopted him. That was a, his second family after the yes. kids. And Lois is the love of his life and will be and always will be. Too bad, people. You can give me all the Superman girlfriend Lois Lane covers you want, but it still says Superman's <laughs> girlfriend, and there's still a story inside there where he would he would like die without Lois. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he tortures her and everything, which always pees me, but he he still loves Lois. Okay, and that relationship is right in the title, Superman's girlfriend. Okay. So it's not like, oh, well, you know, he's going to be with one whatever. So anyway, but back to the trailer. This trailer got more Superman in uh, three minutes, in 15 seconds than I have got in five years from DC Comics. Yeah. So we have. I, I think this trailer is, if I could make, if I could honestly make like art and like photoshops and stuff like the people mm-hmm. do. This trailer would be having two fingers up and DC would be crying in the corner because they're like, this is how you do Superman. Well, in our country, it's only one finger up. So, No, one on each hand, Holly. One on each oh, hand. Oh, I like, see what you're saying. <laughs> one on each hand. I thought hand you were giving him the Brit one. Okay, okay, I'm doing the Lois Lane thing from From, from Brainiac, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> at, at DC Comics right now. Thank you. Thank you, Zack Snyder. So we've got Holly Hunter, the center, going into Lex Luthor's lair. Um, Why is, I mean, is Lex a big game hunter? I never thought him was one, but he's got a big old um, rhinoceros head on Mm -hmm. above his And Well, I think if if people, you know, aren't 
too aware. Rhinos are being hunted. So I think it shows the cruelty of okay, Rex. Yeah. Right. Because rhinos are now on the endangered list, like badly, right? Um, because they're being poached and stuff. So I think it yeah. shows ruthlessness from Lex Luthor. Right, and yeah, um, and cold-heartedness. Yeah, um, is that Miss Texmarker, or does she have a different name in this? Um, uh, well, this is this is the um, Japanese Mercy? actress. This is the Japanese actress. Right. That, I'm thinking she's um, Mercy, no Mercy, okay. that sort okay. of thing. Okay. Like his personal bodyguard slash PA slash do everything right. slash, oh my goodness, she turns into a robot with a gun. Right. So <laughs> this is the first time we see Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Mm. He has tons of hair. <laughs> mm. Reddish locks. Of, yes, he does. Of, of waviness. <laughs> um, so apparently, the oldest lie in America—not <laughs> the world, just in America. Just, just that in America. The, <laughs> apparently, that the devils don't come from beneath the ground; they come from the sky. Okay. We see. Um, while he's I've never this, heard that line. To be honest, uh, speaking from the world perspective, it must be an American thing because I. It's not. Never... It's not an American thing. I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I'm sitting there going, "You know what the biggest lie in America is?" And I'm like, "Really? Why wouldn't that be for the whole entire world?" Okay, it was like we didn't invent devils or angels. Hello. Um, they were brought here from Europe, so I mean, I don't know. Um, we see that. Clark or Superman is kneeling in front of Lex Luthor while he's spouting mm-hmm. this to the senator. It's like he's on a corrugated floor or roof of some kind, and there seems to be maybe flames or something in the background. It's anyway, green, it's green lights. Okay. It's a soft. If you if I blew it up. It's a soft green hue that you can see. You can see Lex Luthor's um, left arm is extended past his body, and um, he's no, running his right arm. Oh no, no, no! His yeah. left arm, and no, he's running, arm, and, and he's running his is, right arm. <laughs> if, if you put yourself in Lex's is, body, <laughs> okay. His left arm is the closest to the screen. His right hand is going for Clark's head. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. He's, oh, okay. Uh, I was just about to say his right arm or his right finger is caressing Superman's cheek because apparently Lex no, also likes No, it's above Superman. his head. It's not his cheek. Oh, he's caressing him. He's like, ooh. Well, look at you. He brings ooh, it down to his chin eventually. Yes, yes. He's caressing Superman, okay? Everybody right. wants to do that. And so he... So uh, there. Well, we do see later that there is kryptonite. So, mm. uh, but when Clark looks up at him, <laughs> he is not happy. <laughs> and apparently, it, it, that look right there would be laser vision if he had it, right? That look right there is um, definitely. I'm about vision. to. <laughs> I'm about to snap your neck. <laughs> Well, like, no, ugly. if he had, if he had heat vision, 
he, his heat vision, I mean, he would activate his heat vision and burn his face off. But Yeah, if he could, you know, but this is Superman. He's not going to punch Lex Luthor now. Yeah. So we see Lex's assistant walking in front of, there's two guys in actual military. These guys actually have American flag on their uniforms. We'll later see some soldiers that have a Superman shield on it. Anyway, they're pushing a box like um, you would see in a morgue or something. And we find out inside is Zod's body. So mm-hmm. Lex Luthor has Zod's body. Well, actually, the box just says hid. If right. you zoom it in, it says hid. It's kind of creepy. Um, so Lex Luthor's like crouching around Zod's head. Well, but it's in a body bag, so you have to assume that he has the rest of the body, too. And right? it's just creepy. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Zod is like dead with his eyes still open at you. and like, Ooh. Right. So we go from Superman to Batman again. Because Batman's also sharing this movie. Yeah. What's that thing that Batman's got in his hand? The statue? Um, is, that, is that the trident? I, I will tell you now. I have, just have to go back a few frames. Slow, slow, slow. It it looks like it. It looks like like a pole, like a spear of some sort. So it yeah. could be a trident. Could it be Aquaman's trident? Could, yeah. Because there's a statue of Batman. It's got writing on it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it may have been one from yesteryear or whatever. Um, right, and it, it's like in a mausoleum sort of thing because it's behind glass and things. So. Right, it's behind glass in the back, the back cave because mm-hmm. the suit is on the far right side. Uh, and where's there a handprint? There's also a uh, handprint over by the the bat suit. Where? Over there. It must be where he puts his palm down at Reed's print. Oh, biometrics. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, it looks like some kind of harpoon or something the statue is holding. I don't Mm. know if he did something with Aquaman or what. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But Bruce is um, staring at the statue, and um, Bruce is saying, uh, the voiceover is, um, how many good guys are left and how many still are good guys. Um, mm-hmm. You want to read what the the someone has sprayed painted words on this statue of Batman. Ha ha ha. Jokes on you. Batman. That says Robin. Actually that's Robin. Where? Yeah. What are? Okay. On the upper it, it would be the upper left chest of the statue. That's an R. There's no oh, bat on that. There's no oh, bat so on is, that. So this is Robin's suit. This yeah. is the Robin. This is the Robin. Okay, so then this makes sense because then that's Robin's um, sticky thing that he uh, uses when he fights. Okay, which Robin? So this is uh, generally Tim Drake used them okay. because 
right. uh, Dick Grayson never used, uh, he did sort of, he used um, like a small pole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Todd used knuckles. Okay. So, um, but it could be Dick Grayson. Okay. So we're not sure. We're when, not, we're not 100. Okay. So it's not there's only 100 a Robin. Yeah. There's only 100 Robin. Because I was wondering about this because if you go back a frame, there's no mask or head no, or anything. No, no, So it would make, this would make total sense now because now I can see the R, right? Zoom yeah. in people. Um, little Easter eggs. Um, and you can sort of see the, it's it's the Robin suit now. So that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. So it's basically like Bruce always has. He has his little shrine to his Robins of past. So I think this is um, Jason Todd, who got beaten up by the Joker because it says, ha, 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 jokes on you, Batman. Right. That could have been his actual suit because... Right, he could have... That, he, yeah. Because if you haven't read, you know, Death in the Family, Joker beats up uh, Jason Todd Robin with a uh, crowbar. And so this could have been the message Joker leaves mm-hmm. on the dead body because that, I mean, right. that's totally something Joker would do for, Bat- for Batman. Right. So, oh, this is so sad. He's looking over a dead Robin. Ah. Yeah, he's got a dead Robin already. So he's oh. he was Batman for quite a while. He's been Batman for quite a while now. Yeah, because then he's gone through like if 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 they've changed it around because like Zack Snyder said, it's not following any specific comic. Right. Then you know they could totally have killed J- uh, Dick Grayson instead of Jason sure. Todd because more sure. people know who Dick Grayson Dick is. Grayson than, is. Yeah. No one knows who Jason Todd is. No offense, so here, Jason Todd. <laughs> here's the other strange thing that we got from um, San Diego Comic-Con is that Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns are going to write the Batman solo film. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben will be directing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be previous to the time frame of this film. Yes. So Batman, it's, it's, Batman it's will be younger. Yeah. It's the filler into well. Listen, have you seen Ben Affleck transform? He can be anything. Well, yeah, um, I understand that, but I'm just I'm just telling folks, you know, that he will be younger in yeah. the Batman film. So hopefully, we'll get Dick Grayson on screen, and it'll be a, like a proper Dick Grayson, not not Chris. Yeah, we could O'Donnell. see that. Yeah, and I wonder how this ties into Suicide Squad. Dick Grayson bum on IMAX. I'm sorry, people. I went Dick Grayson there. I want to see the audition um, for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn around. Okay. okay. Turn around, but. bend over, <laughs> and try and do like like an acrobatic move. Mm, no, yeah, sorry. Next. Next. Okay. But I wonder how this ties into Suicide Squad because we know the Batman's in Suicide Squad and Joker is in Suicide Squad, so I wonder mm-hmm. if... That's going to yeah. be like, he's still laughing at him. Oh, I killed you, Robin. <laughs> Batman beats him up. <laughs> yeah, Batman beats him up. Um, and, oh, yeah, another thing about, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, the Batman movie. People, can we not just enjoy that we are getting a Batman movie d- written by Jeff Johns, yeah. starring Ben Affleck, directed by Ben Affleck? Can we not just enjoy that? It's not putting back a Man of Steel sequel by any means, because that is 
totally done by different people, a different team. Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember that Zack Snyder will probably direct Man of Steel. Now, Zack when Snyder is... confirmed. That was, that was confirmed by Warner Brothers. Zack Snyder will be directing a Man of Steel, two Man of Steel sequels. Okay, so when does Justice League come out? Next, no, not next year. 2017? 2017, summer. Okay, now, at what point early on they said we were going to get Man of Steel 2 in 2018? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's still a possibility. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Because, um, who was it? Uh, Henry Cavill said he let it slip, and then he was like, oh, oh, you know. He was like, um, they've already started with Justice League. Right. Pre-production. Yeah. So Justice League, well, can, I mean, how I mean, how quickly have did they do this movie? Yeah. Um, you know, Justice League can pop out like that. Um, you know, they still have a whole year, twenty yeah. twenty sixteen, to make it. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna clash with Wonder Woman because again, different team, different director, different writers, different actors, exactly. all that. Yes. Right. Um. You know, it's, it's, I hate, you know, I hate people, I hate, sometimes I really, really hate the DC Comics fans because they can never just be happy. Right. They always have to whine about something. Like, take your bitching and go sit well, in the Well, I think that's true of all comic fans, not just DC fans. I think we'd get more of it because we're doing DC. Right okay, now. I think we get more of it because I'm like, I see Marvel and like, whatever. Um... You know, unless it's Agent Carter or, or or Thor or something, then I'm like, okay, I'm interested. But other than that, I'm like, who cares about Marvel? Who's the Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, you know, it's that. Well, everybody me. wanted a group group movie, right? Yo, yeah, everybody wants that talking to. Um, and and I'm just like people. If you are open to accepting to be more positive. Right. So what if there's a Batman movie? There's always going to be another Batman movie. We figured not that. A long time ago, yeah, Batman uh, makes money. Or else okay. they would have used Bale, you know. They're doing an entire new thingy. So my, th- my thing is is that I believe that Man of Steel is still possible in 2018. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've already got, you know, Zack Snyder said this whole DC universe is about mm-hmm. to explode. Right. So... It's going to come quick and hard and fast at us. Like, yeah, I mean, Zach's, not, Zach's only doing Justice League and Man of Steel films, right? He's not doing, yes, but he he's not is, doing all he, the other Ascendry ones, is he? No, no. What he is basically doing is he's sitting at the top of the table and he's like, okay, so this is how it's working into our continuity. Because right. that's what he did with that's what he did with with Suicide Squad, which apparently DC Comics doesn't know how to do. Is he sat down with the director and he said, "Okay, this is the story you're doing, right?" Why so doesn't he DC with, know how to do Suicide Squad? No, no, they don't know about continuity. You know, it's like he's like, "Okay, so this is where it's going to fit in in a timeline. This is how oh, it's going to fit comics in." Versus- comics versus movies. yeah, I'm talking oh. about comics versus movies where they actually sit down and talk. Um, right. or email each other, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, this is how it's working out. He's the main, uh, what can I say, puzzle piece 
if you get what I mean. And then everybody brings their puzzles to him, and he fits it together. And he make and he's right. making, he's sort of making this universe work now. And well, to be quite honest, like, he's. It's like when Scott Snyder did his, um, his across events across the Batman family. Death he was the guiding the like, huh? Death of the but, family. Yeah. yeah. So he was like the guide, and then he was like, okay, and they said, well, well we could do this, and they said, okay, fine, and then we could do that, and mm-hmm. said, okay, fine, and that's how yeah. it is. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. And listen, Zack Snyder has a hold of Superman. He's got him down. He knows what mm-hmm. Superman's about. Yeah. Um, for the first time in a long time, I mean, no offense to Christian Bale, but he was outacted by everybody in his movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> he just had to do that voice, didn't he? What? <laughs> well, and he didn't really have a really good woman until Catwoman. Let's, let's be honest. Let's just be honest. I mean, Who he cared about, what's her Rachel? face, Rachel or whatever her name was? I, I could care less. She was the damsel in distress, you know. Yeah, she was the sacrifice. Him moping about Rachel was like the biggest waste of emotional drama ever. Um, I I love Christian Bale's movies. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. It's, you know, I always go back to it when I want a good Saturday night movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was no emotional journey for for Batman, which is what... Right. Which is which is what I liked, you know. There, there was no hard detective work, you know. It was, where are they? Where are they? Mm. You know. <laughs> oh. Okay, enough about that. We're working with a whole new genre of Batman yes. here. But I am happy that they are redoing this Batman. Yeah. That they are making it his emotional journey that's probably going to have a death of a yeah. Robin in it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we've got the proof right here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I want in a Batman. I want his detectiveness. I want his emotional journey. Who better to give it to me than Ben Affleck, who's one of our premier actors at the moment? Right. So, next scene. <laughs> uh, Wendy Sue's in the chat room. She says, "Hi, ladies. Love the trailer." Hey, what are we? Wendy, you are a rock star. Yeah, we love the trailer as well. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Okay. Okay, then we get, oh, there she is. We get our first glance at Diana Prince. Mm. Which I thought, we don't know why she's there or nothing. There's no context or, you know, but we do get to see her. She's just there. Zack Snyder said, okay, I don't want to disappoint my Wonder Woman fans. Let's just stick her in there. She, um, She's wearing a... What is that under her neck? What is that? Um, It's actually, I think... Um, I think I've seen the suit on the runway or something. Uh, it's a suit, but there's a necklace in the um, collar. And it kind of looks... Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a high fashion suit that she's wearing. Okay. Um, and she seems like she's in a museum of some kind to me. I don't know, because of the piece of architecture like or whatever it is. Yeah. Museum, high society event. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. And Fundraiser. It could be a, anything. 
had a stairwell TV. behind her with men talking on it in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another man who could be like a bodyguard or something. But anyway, she looks very beautiful and she looks pensive, actually. <laughs> if you want to. Um, she looks her... very elegant and classy, yes. which is what yes. I expect of one woman. It's almost like she's Diana... listening. She's listening to her surroundings, like she's, mm. you know. Um, for the first look, I mean, apart from that, that um, you know, the, the the photos that were released last week. I think I for her that. first look, no, from Entertainment and Weekly. Oh, we talked yeah, about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apart from th- from that, this is like the first like genuine motion look we get at her. Right. I think it's exactly what I expect of Diana Prince. She's very yes. elegant, very classy. She's standing up tall. Very calm. Very calm, very intelligent very looking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very, like, right. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. She's very kind of regal, too, so. Mm, very regal. I was going to say she looked royal. <laughs> Um, okay, we get a scene with... Okay, hold on. Let me let's see. Oh, and uh, Bruce asked Alfred how many men stay... How many good men stay that way? Because mm. apparently this world is just cockamamie. Well, he's lost to Robin, so... And then we see that scene where the soldiers are bowing before as Superman's walking down like a hallway. It looks like it's underground. Yeah, like um, a bunker. Yeah. Now these I these appear to be the Superman soldiers. Well, I don't want to call them Superman soldiers, but they have an S shield on their shoulders. And I'm wondering how much Clark had a say in that. I I'm wondering I if think, you know Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I think he did. No, yeah. What I think it is is it's just another freedom group that's sort of taking his symbol and using it to sort of like what was in the Dark Knight where that those people used to dress up as Batman and go and fight crime. And he mm. says, I'm not wearing hockey pants, that sort of thing. Well, they're actually, quote-unquote, worshipping him. And, I, you know, I yeah. can really, if he's Clark Kent, farm boy journalist, he, he's going to be totally, in, you know, uncomfortable with that. Um, there appears to be, in the background, a height measurement thing, or how... Maybe it's got to be underwater because that's like water level numbers. Mm-hmm. Be two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight feet. So it must be like in a sewer or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Batman's concerned that Superman has the power to wipe out the entire world, and so he's going to take him out. Okay. Okay, Bruce. That Good luck. Little, it's to me that sounds a little bit like guilt talking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Why. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know what, I think Bruce is getting, uh, yeah, too much time spent out of the sun there, Bruce. Well, I mean, okay, he's lost to Robin. Joker's on the loose, obviously, mm-hmm. haunting him. Um, So he probably went into retirement thinking, you know, and now they got this super alien guy. We're not sure right. what the heck is going on. He's already destroyed, you know, Parts of Metropolis. Yeah. So, you know, he he may feel guilty because he hasn't cleaned up Gotham. Obviously, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to save his Robin. 
uh, Joker apparently oh. is running around with the Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there might be a little guilt talking here. Um, you, you know, you know what? I think it feels like um, guilt, and I can't believe I'm saying this for Batman, but fear. I think he's really like oh, yeah. um, the world has lost its marbles. Uh, I don't know what. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna make this metal suit. I'm gonna go fight this guy. Not the best idea, Bruce. Not the best well, idea. I mean, he knows the world has gone crazy because, you know, the Joker is running rampant, you know, killing Robins <laughs> and stuff. I mean, and then then you get this guy from God knows where who can fly, you know, uh, battling another his yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, didn't need this today. So, then we have some of what we saw from last year's Comic-Con. Batman mm. takes the tarp off the bat signal. In dun, the rain! Dun, dun. And we see it shining up there in the sky. And of course, you know who else is up there too. We know who that is. So, he vows to destroy Superman. Whatever. I'll destroy you. So, yeah, so then you. we get in 2016, which is March, right? March 25th. March your calendars. Mine is already yeah. marked. I don't even have next year's calendar. I've got a posted on this year's calendar. With March 21st, 2016, your life will begin. <laughs> okay, then we have a montage. Oh. With, with underwater. Is that a walrus? There's somebody. Oh, okay, right, okay. Oops. There's somebody. There's a chain, like an anchor chain. Yeah. There's someone swimming down. Is that a walrus, or is that a rock? Um, I thought it was a seal, so could be a walrus. Okay. Or well, a seal or a walrus. Okay. So that could be young Aquaman. 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 Jason Momoa. Honey, if if you were going to pick an Aquaman, there's nobody better than Jason Momoa. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to go see this film. I am going to go see Aquaman for Jason Momoa. I've never been a big Aquaman fan, but this I would go see for Dude, I didn't even know Aquaman, like, existed up until the (laughs) point where I watched reruns of Super Friends, and he used to come in sliding on dolphins, and I was like... I was a teen at the time when we had reruns of that. I was like, what? He rides a seahorse? What? <laughs> then, hey. New 52, then New 52 introduced me to Aquaman and, and Mira, right? Right, right. Um, But then I saw Jason Momoa, and I was like, whoo, yeah, this, this is, I would cast him as Aquaman. I want to go, I want to see that casting tape. Take off your shirts. Flex. Yeah. Okay. After that, we see men riding horses. Yeah, Wild West. Wild West. Who would that be? Um. Green Lantern. It. It could be. It could be. Um. Listen, I'm looking at who are ancient sort of. Um. 
uh, heroes, and the only person that comes to mind is Hawkman, because he was actually a cowboy. But it's Hawkman like, in the film. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a secret, and they haven't like told us. Well, I mean, I'm sitting there going, oh, horses. Okay, it could be Hal Jordan because I think he was raised in the West with planes, though. If they were going to do Hal, they would do planes. Who yeah, do you connect with horses? Hawkman riding a horse? No. The only two people that jump to mind, right, for me, is right. Hawkman and Wonder Woman. Mm, she would ride Pegasus first, wouldn't she? Well, the Amazon just had horses. I mean, she had the okay. Pegasus when she, when she was blessed um, by the gods. You know, she. Right. she can't, but are those guys or are those women? Okay, I'm walking up listen, to my TV set. It looks I mean, more um, like desert dwellers of some kind. Yeah, that's that's the thing that confuses me. So I'm like, Black Adam. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, yeah, it could be Black Adam. Maybe. Yeah, uh, you see Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in this movie, women are gonna lose their cool. Like my gosh, you got Momoa and Dwayne Johnson. Hey, you got baby. wait, no, no, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck. <laughs> I People mean, add Jeremy, Jeremy Irons in there. Jeremy oh, Irons, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, Jason yeah. Momoa, who we know is in the movie. And then you you rock up with Dwayne the Rock Johnson there. Who? People will die. I mean, who else can about. we? I mean, who else can we associate with horses? Because when I saw that, I'm like. I'm confused. And they look, it looks desert-like. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's like an ocean in the background as the shot pans. I think it, I think those are like dunes. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. And it's like sagebrush or whatever. Remember they did film what, in New Mexico? New Mexico, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so okay. fast, I can't tell. It, it, it's ho- people riding horses. So it, it could be Jason Momoa as well. Aquaman? Yeah, I mean... Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, I'm you're guessing just confusing here, him with James, Games of Thrones. Yeah, he rode all the horses in Games of Thrones. But I don't think he's going to be riding horses in this movie. I don't mind if he rides the, if he rides well, the horse. Well, I know. Okay. So, the next thing... The, the next the thing we get... So happy. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we get is the Wayne's death, mm. right? Yes. Have you have you stopped this on the guy with the gun? No, ma'am. I only stopped it on Mr. Wayne. No, stop it on the guy with the gun. Okay. Play, play, play. Oh, ah. Who does that look like? Um, oh, I have no idea. It looks like Ben Affleck with a beard. <laughs> Everybody looks like Ben Affleck with a beard. No, okay, this is... it's either him or the Jason, what was his last name, from Mallrats. He was in, um, he was all in most of Kevin Smith's movies. Um, Jason he even had his own TV show for a while. He was a big skateboarder pro. And then he became an actor, Jason. What was his last name? Anyway, it's either Affleck or Jason. What's his face? <laughs> because, I mean, look at him. He looks like 
you know, he looks like he could be related. And remember mm, what does. that newspaper? Remember what that newspaper said? You let your fam- you family your die. Family. Yeah. You know, you, you let, let your family, family die. die. Hmm. So maybe there's and okay, we were talking about guilt before. There's guilt there. Maybe he's carried guilt this whole time about what can I have done to save my parents. Mhm. Could be, and he. This could be right. like a dream sequence that he's having. Exactly. Exactly. Well, he's when I himself saw, I went, shooter. Who the heck is that? And I stopped and I went, that looks like Ben. So, um. Now, who's playing his dad? Who's playing Thomas Wayne? Oh, whoops. I went, ooh. I went so far back. Big old sh- big shot of him. He's played dads before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's been in his back. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean. Jeffrey, that's it. I was, I was, uh, I was like Dean something, and then Dean Is Winchester popped into my head. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jeffrey, is it Jeffrey T. Morgan? Jeffrey Dean? Oh, call she. Anyway, he played, um, who did he play in Watchmen? What was the name of that he, character? The, the the disgusting one. Um, The guy that raped us. Uh, oh, no, no, no. No, um, no. The, no, the comedian. The, the comedian, yeah, him. That's it. Jeffrey D. Morgan, isn't it? Yes. I'm pretty he, sure, yeah. Yeah, he played. I'm pretty sure you nailed Papa it. Papa yeah. Winchester on one. Supernatural, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. that's why his name confused me because it's like Dean. His name has Dean, and then I was like, D- "Oh, right. Dean Winchester. Why am no. I associating him? Why am I associating him with Dean Winchester? Oh, that's why. That's why. But yeah, he gets a big uh, close up there with Mrs. Wayne behind him. Mm-hmm. We don't know who Mrs. Wayne is. No. And see we see the gunshot, and we see young Bruce scream. And, whoops, wait a minute. And there, there's some kind of funeral procession into the mausoleum, the, yeah, the private people, mausoleum. People of the saw Wayne. this. People uh, saw the set. It's the Wayne, um, like, crest or, what, not crest, um, crypt. Um, right, crypt, yeah. Yeah, the mausoleum, yeah. And um, there's two coffins, so we figure that's mm-hmm. Thomas and Mark. We figure that's and Mrs. Wayne, yeah. Yep. So, there we then see we see jet. the bat movie, the bat jet. Mm-hmm. The bat a lot plane. of people, a lot of people are confused. Uh, they're like, "Is this the invisible jet?" I'm like, "No, no, the invisible jet's on the side. Can't you see it?" <laughs> Where's it on the? Yeah. <laughs> that's not Be careful me. if you walk into something and you not you don't see anything. Donk, donk. Uh, there's explosions. There's, we see a big yeah. We we see a huge city in the background with a big body of water, and then there's flames um, in the foreground where the bat plane is flying to it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Lois Lane again. Woohoo! This is this is a huge reaction shot. Um, she apparently is behind some. I don't know if she's sitting in a stadium or those are like keeping people 
you know, no, no, those are, those are police barricades because if you pause it, um, you can see her holding her press badge. So she's trying to get, right. like, and so you can see people, yeah, people are, like, protesting and stuff. So she's probably trying, yeah. you know, Lois, she's trying to get into the action. Yeah, one like, guy behind her. I am her. with the Daily Planet. I'm with the yeah. Daily Planet. You let me through. There's one guy behind her that's, set, that's got no on his forehead, and then he's got a picture of a gray alien. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a guy who's got uh, a punk, you know, the spiky tomahawk haircut. Mm-hmm. Dude, here like three decades now. Um, but they are all looking up, like mm-hmm. something's coming from the sky. Um, and some people are starting to run, and she's rising up with her mouth agape. So. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Bruce Wayne in front of a building in his suit, uh, not, not the bat suit, but my a suit. And <laughs> then we see then we see a picture of Diana Prince again, who apparently is driving her own car. <gasps> and it's stage. not a red one. Oh, no. No. oh, it's black. Yeah, it's black. The wonder that people are crazy. They are going batshit crazy over this. They are like, she's, she and Bruce are flirting. Um, there's a new oh. account. There's a new account. It started and, and it's like following me. I don't know where it came out of. Um, and it's like, wonder that is here to stay, people. Wonder that. No, no, no. To me, this was, this, this was like... I'm getting in my car and I'm leaving. Okay, I don't care what you. Think. It was like this was not a good thing right here. She was more or less looking at him like butt off, Bat Bosco, and she was getting in her car. I'm um, just listen. I'm just so I'm just so loving this reaction from the Wonder Bat people that have been hiding. I God yeah. knows where. Yeah. <laughs> then I popped out of the woodwork like termites that you didn't know were there. Well, see, they kind of left us to fight, fend for ourselves, the the Chloe's people versus the Fomance people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we would have allies, it would be one, the Wonderbat people. And uh, and they've come. They've, they've boom, boom. I'm like, wait, whoa, where did you come yeah. from? Oh, now you're coming. Okay. Now you're here. Now you're here. What happened to you? Where, did Where you were you when we needed you? So, so yeah, I like the Wonderbat people. Listen, because they're they are, like, they're awesome. yeah. they are awesome. They just come out and they like post pictures and photoshops, and it drives the other people insane. And I'm just yeah. sitting there laughing because we're allies. So, because you know they want Diana allies. with, but they want Diana with Bruce, and we don't want her with Clark. <laughs> and we, um. So, you know, it would work out, but, you know, if I had my druthers, I went to her with Steve Trevor because... Listen, listen, yeah. I, always Wonder Trev first. Yeah, Wonder Trev. But at this point in time, like I said, you know, I grew up with, with the animated series, right? So right. it's not strange to me to see right. that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and... To me, I don't mind it because it sort of does work in my head some way. It's not as good as Wonder Trev, but I don't mind Wonder Bat because it eliminates Bruce Wayne, who some people pair off with Lois Lane, 
eliminates one woman who some people pair off with Superman, so it's like, yes, close is safe. Right. And he, uh, <laughs> so while Diana Prince elegantly enters her vehicle, you want to describe the next scene? The next scene just I mean, it goes bam right into it. It just goes bam. It just goes wham, bam into Wonder Woman punching the screen. And she's like, and then you see this full thing and she's hitting something with her gauntlet or her sword. I have no idea what's happening, but she creates this huge explosion. And I was like, this is, you know, Wonder Woman. She don't need no Superman next to her. She's, she's, she's so, I mean, you have the secret identity of Diana Prince, who is elegant and sophisticated and smart and uh, sexy, you know, and she is um, just, you know, just beautiful and everything. And then you go into the strong impact scene for Wonder Woman. I mean, this is the first we've ever seen of it. I um, I was a bit, like, I had a bit of a squint in my eye when I saw the uh, silverish thing on her armor yeah, and yeah. the armband. And I just got flashbacks of New 52 Wonder Woman, and I, I like, had, like, this mild twitch in my eye. But, uh, yeah, I know... Um, you know, I don't think Zack Snyder is going to use U52 Wonder Woman because no, there's like no history for her. So yeah, um, I don't mind him using the new 52 outfits, right? Inspirations from there. She can always get a gold one. Yeah, be, listen. Because the, what confuses me is I don't know if he brought back his Instagram photos for this because. The doll has gold, right? Mm. The the suit that we saw, pe- people have been tweeting pictures, is bronze. So ah. I'm like so confused. You have to work her way up from bronze. <laughs> it's like it's like this bronze, really, really silver gold. Okay. It's it's not bronzy. It's it's sort of like a, a tarnished gold. It's not bright glaring okay. gold. I'll okay. put it that way. Yeah. It's like a dirty gold. A dirty gold. Like a dirty gold. Like a, like a war-torn gold. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and, but listen, she looks fierce. I mean. Oh yeah. Good I, job. I made a, I made a, is selling it, honey. I made a hashtag for all the Gal Gadot um, haters out there. She just wandered you. In the face. In high definition. You got nothing to say. I mean, if, if people are still hating her on this, then, I'm sorry, you no. just hate life. I mean, in this, okay, I froze it, and she is gritting her teeth. She is determined. She is going to take on whatever. Mm-hmm. She's one fierce yeah. woman. Did you realize, yeah. okay, did you realize of the outfits that we've seen her in as Diana Prince, we've seen a white one, a blue one, and a red one, red, white, and blue. Mhm. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. That's that's the that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I sort of like how in the first scene when we see her, she's got white and she's sort of innocent, and then um, when when the pictures we saw her in in blue is like she's sort of businesslike. 
And yeah. then bed is getting sort of mysterious and sultry sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But she's sort of dangerous as well. And then we get full-blown Diana Wonder Woman on our screens. And, um, yeah, my mom went, oh, Wonder Woman's here as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting a I lot listen. of stuff in here. That's why it's Dawn listen. of Justice. Dawn of Justice, yes. I am in love with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I think she is sort of going to transition me from being a Wonder Woman hater into a Wonder Woman liker. Maybe not, maybe not love, but, you know, she does it. She knocks it out of the park, yes. Um, Gail Simone said that she heard from a reliable source, Jeff Jones, <laughs> um, that Wonder Woman's part is important and she is everything that um, should be represented in Wonder Woman. Um, I'm trying to look for this quote by Gal Gadot because she gave a very good she gave a very good quote. Yeah. You know that explosion it. she does. Mhm. I'm wondering if it's an EMP. Right. Way- I, was, I was like, this is another or magic. It could be magic because yeah, it looks very um, mystical. It's, it's yeah, and it's dome shaped, like it's not you know like you know it just eruptions. It's domed shape, so and it's and it's going outwards. It's like sort of expanding, right? Like a half a bubble. Yeah, like a very good description. There we go. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amy Adams, I wanted to be Lois Lane since I was five years old. Good, that's good. Um, she said she had um, Superman two on replay all the time. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. I should I should tell her. You know, I've got I've got Man of Steel on replay all the time. Okay, here we go. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman has the strength of a superhero but she's also very loving and emotionally intelligent. Really good. Really, really shows I mean, insight into her character. In in less than 140 characters, she described one woman perfectly. And Meredith Finch can't do it in any interview she's ever done. Oh, Meredith Finch, why did we have to mention her? Now she's going to fave this and she'd be like, oh, these people like me. She can't. Can't save this, honey. She, you, she's gonna download it. She's gonna download it on iTunes, and she's gonna keep. Oh, they love me. <laughs> I mean, after, after this came out, well, no, after one of the announcements we have about some of the future comics, people were like, "Can Wonder Woman get different writers? Can Wonder Woman get out of this romance? Can Wonder Woman, you know?" So um, what she so does is, I'm I'm just playing this, she sort of, this is so cool, she sort of charges up her bracelets, mm-hmm. and she and she gets down on one knee, and, okay, this is so epic, you people need to go and watch it. Um, so she's standing tall, and she takes her two arms, and she slams her bracelets together, and she gets down on one knee, and this causes the... Um, Eruption of magic, because I'm agreeing with Holly here. 
because this looks very mystical, the the globe. Um, yeah, it's either that or an EMP. I can't decide which. Yeah, so she's probably like um, Batman and Superman are fighting, and she jumps in, and she bangs her bracelet, and she's like, you stay in that corner. You stay in that corner. Lois, come on. Let's go have some drinks. <laughs> Can we have that? Can I next fangirl dream is I just want Diana Prince and Lois Lane having drinks with each other. Like just chilling. Like just two really powerful women just chilling. Yeah, I don't see why Lois couldn't interview everybody anyway. Yeah, Lois is like, so, Diana, maybe she does. Oh, maybe because she does. I would like to. I would love to see Lois and Clark in a high society event dancing thing. It'd be funny. And she's like, and, and she's, like she, she's like, Clark, Clark, isn't that Bruce Wayne? Who's that woman he's talking to? She looks powerful. She looks influential. I'm gonna go interview her. Well, it would be funny if Clark Kent was going after Batman and Lois Lane was. Getting an interview with Bruce Wayne. Going after, after Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be good. Yeah, yeah that'd be okay. funny. That, that would Next be scene. Someone who has humor. <laughs> yeah. Next scene. Batman's coming out of a bunker, and there's Bob Boyer. Mm-hmm. Um, that deserty type place. Yeah. Well, and he's got another like, bat suit. He's got another bat suit. He's got his desert warfare bat suit. So. The voiceover is Alfred saying, you're going to war, telling Batman mm. you're going to war. This is where we see the, actually they have Nazi helmets on, uh, Nazi-shaped <laughs> helmets on, with goggles, you know, <laughs> like the big desert goggles, like the desert fox. And they have Superman shields on there, and they've got machine guns, or mm-hmm. AR, or AR-15. Now, they have Batman down on the ground. He's also wearing these desert goggles. Mm-hmm. This reminded me of Red Sun. Mm. It reminded me of Red well. Sun. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, oh, this is Red Sun Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I like is that um, if you pause it, Red while he's, he's like taking these people down. Um, right. Got one guy by just, the head. Yeah. yeah, he just does that 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 whoop thing where he like oh and he like flexes his muscles and what I like is he's got desert pants he's got like cargo pants on yeah and then he's got his bat um, armor with his crest on his chest mm-hmm. and he's got a jacket yeah like the so, red sun guy yeah like the red sun guy and then the only he's thing got, he doesn't um, have is the Russian hat. The, exactly the, because he's in the desert. So and then he's right. got his gloves and he's got his goggles and I was like, I know my comics. I know where this comes from. And he's got like <laughs> cargo boots on. There's another homage. <coughs> Sorry. Oops. Holly's coughing. I'm coughing. Okay. So then we go right into another explosion. Uh, this is at the Gotham <laughs> Gas Company or something. They've got gas. Uh, tankers and stuff. Gas leaks. The Batmobile shows up. Okay. Let's see. At night, of course. Then we see Bat beating the crap out of people. Batman is just murdering. I mean, Ben Affleck's Batman is a beast in this movie. He's just going through people. Then we see the Batmobile again. Big explosion. Big explosion again. Then we see Superman. 
then we see Superman, and we hear Alfred say, this man is not our enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you tell him, Bruised. You tell him. Bruised. Hello. And then we see LexCorp with some cops. Mm, some uh, motorcycle person is zooming in. Possibly barricade. Yeah, there's a fire, fireman fighting a fire as well. I could get this thing to move. Hold on. Yeah, somebody on a motorcycle comes in. And then we see someone. It must. There's a bunch of shells on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, bullet shells. There's also a basketball that's been deflated, like it got hit right. by a bullet. Someone in sneakers of some kind is walking mm-hmm. across the floor. <laughs> huh? Vans. They van sneakers. They're what? I own a pair. Oh, okay. That's the brand name. It's Vans. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, could that be Lex is my question. It could be because Lex is a very young, youthful right. um you know, multi-millionaire sort of thing. Sort of like the character Jesse played in The Social Network. Mm-hmm. So, And the very next person we see is Lex looking at a Lex green, green glowing rock. I wonder what that is. I don't know what that is. It's, oh, he's got I that encased glass. He's trying to hug it. Oh, yeah. I can't get and to the glass. It, it, it's in one of those... Um, like I don't know what you call them, like incubator things, because it's got those gloves that you put in and yeah. then you can handle right. it. Right. So. Right. It's in um, quarantine of some kind. So. Yes. Yes. So, so this is how Lex Luthor loses his hair. He opens it. And he'll blame Superman. Watch. You blame uh, Superman. Then the You're next wrong. scene is Batman running and jumping and landing feet first on Superman's chest and he's on top of a roof with one of those funny skylight things and bam down they go then it flips completely over to Wonder Woman in the midst of battle she has her shield and her sword and I wouldn't want to mess with her let's put it that way oh no definitely not and then Superman flying there's flames um heat vision Heat vision, and he lets loose with the heat vision. I don't know who. He, well, we see Batman on the side of it. Now this was, this was an amazing scene right here. This Batman mm. with the grappling, uh, thing, and then Superman tries to heat vision him, and bats, you know, hits the the gun for the batarang, and and just nearly escapes that, yep. that heat vision. That was awesome. So awesome. And if you pause it, um, it's an homage to the cover of the Dark Knight. Again, it's imagery from famous comic books. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, the comic book. The plot. Cause, right. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's Visually, famous imagery. Yeah. Visually, yeah. It's, it's igniting that inner fanboy, that inner fangirl in you. And, right. I mean, it's just... Batman with lightning behind him in the dark and, you know, everyone. That's not just an homage to The Dark Knight Returns. It's an homage to the animated series Batman. Right. Because, you know, the first time you ever see Batman is when that lightning cracks and then everything lights up and you see his glorious standing on top of the building. Right. But, yeah, I love this scene. I I was like, yes, he is holding on to something. Then he's grappling round the building, narrowly escapes um, 
you know, heat vision from Superman and he escapes. That's Batman for me. Dude is like a genius with, you know, he's a thinker. He gets out of it. He doesn't just beat his way out of everything. Okay. The next line said by Lex Luthor's voiceover is over these action sequences. He says, black, black and blue. God versus man. Day versus night. Oh, day versus night. And how much, you know, this is what we've been screaming in the comics for the last, what, four four plus years? Where mm. is the daytime soups? Where is, you know, there's nothing about, you know, sunlight, light, nothing. Nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. So, we get another yeah. beautiful scene. Yeah. Um, of Superman and Lois in a very intimate um, gazing into each other's eyes position now. Yeah, it's either so, pre or post kiss. It's pre, post, in between going for another kiss. I don't know that they're smooching, that they're, they're on right. heat or something. Yeah, but, but, but it's 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 it made every single close fan wake up. I don't know where they they found me, and they're like, "Did you see that?" Like, yeah. Well, when we first got, okay, when we got, we're getting the reports from the actual Hall H at San Diego mm. Comic Con. No one said Lois was in it. Even the articles about it, they never said Lois was in it. We're like, "Is Lois in it?" And so they, when they finally released, it's like, yeah. And I apparently there were people from the other side who were mm-hmm. saying to people, see, he's going to be with Wonder Woman. And and and, <laughs> and I had people DMing me going, uh, they're telling me that. And I, and I said, I just saw it. She's in there three times. And what, the, the first time is really awesome because she puts her hand on his chest and tells him how, you know, what he means to the world. So, okay. Right. Another, so. another iconic comic scene from For Tomorrow where she caresses his S and she tells him, you know, this is, what the symbol means and stuff. So, right. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I don't know who was giving Yogg's reports because I follow the guy who does um, BatmanNews.com and he knows that I like Lowe's and I told him beforehand because he was in the, the thing, the, mm-hmm. the hall, hall H in the thing. <laughs> right. In the thing. And I told him if if you know Amy Adams is there, if there's any lower scenes, please tweet me. And he tweeted, "Lois in the house, people." So, uh, and that was not just like for for Lois, for Amy Adams being there. He um, tweeted about Lois being in the trailer. Right. Well, we just I wasn't getting, we weren't getting any of that. Answers. Don't go follow those formances. Yeah, I don't. And I between, wasn't. I didn't think I was. And it was some hero, something or other, and they seemed to have a lot of good information and stuff, but they never mentioned Lois. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, where is Lois? And, and finally, yeah. saw the trailer. She's in it, so no fear. No fears, no fears. Um, and I'm sorry, people were trying to follow my feed, but it was in between me tweeting in all caps. Uh, I lost my, my mind people 
And they're like, just, just report about what's happening. I'm not even in Hall H, people. <laughs> Um, someone someone next, thought I was in Hall H. I was, that was so funny. The next scene, and it looks like a city is burning. Um, we see Superman come in. Can I just say, Cape Porn. Mm, Cape Porn. And I love that it's after the, the kiss with, with Lois. It's like she charged him up. She's like, go get him, Clark. Go get him. And he's like, yes, well, Lois. So he comes in. And he has this bound and determined look like he's going to punch mm. the crap out of somebody at high altitude. Then we see Batman fly through a window. Okay. Yeah, he now, got punched. Um, okay, we have to go back to yet. Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, we're back to Lex Luthor. Now, apparently Lex Luthor thinks he's Paul Revere. This was this was one of the lighter moments of the trailer. He's got a drink in his hand, and he's in front of his fireplace, you know, with a rhinoceros over it, and he's got all kinds of crap out there. I don't know what he's collected. That urn might probably has Lionel's ashes for all we know. Ashes. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Lionel Luther was a Smallville creation, so I don't know. So he's going, the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. <laughs> and nobody, Paul Revere, really? You know, we know that Lex is an oligarch. So if there was any red capes are coming, he probably put the fear of red capes in front of everybody, you know. Because mm-hmm. that's what he does. He's like he's like Henny Penny in The yeah. Sky is Falling. Right. Well... And he doesn't want Superman to be perceived as any kind of a hero, right? True. Mm-hmm. So he's going to spread the propaganda that, you know, this is an alien, he's dangerous, we should all be afraid of him, you know, and this, you know, the red capes are coming, the red capes are coming, or what, you know, Paul Revere said, he mm-hmm. said the red capes are coming, the red, it meant, you know, everybody get ready or hide or whatever because, you know, the red, the British are coming. So... That's and it's so funny because Henry Cavill's British. Yeah. And sure. then and then and then we have this huge Cape Pond scene of Henry who Henry Cavill can walk. I wanna go to his walking class. Like okay. together. We have like, you know, while Lex is saying the red capes are coming, we do see the cape and it is in all its porn glory. Now mm. What is one of my huge beefs about the truth arc in in the DCYOU? No cape no porn. No cape porn. Mm, they ripped the cape. They, they no actually ripped the curl. No. You know, okay, why should I read this book? You know, it's like, yeah. I live for cape porn, okay? You know what I'm saying? Right, and the cape is so symbolic of Superman. Yes. I mean, you this want to scene, show majesty. That's if I majesty, took, right there. Exactly. If I took a screenshot of this right now, where it's just Superman's cape, and mm-hmm. it's just blacked out, and there's fire, and if I posted it and I said, who is this? I guarantee you, the entire world would say, Superman. Superman. Because it's so iconic. It's the yeah. the red cape. It's his majesty. It's his glory. It's his... Um, Signature, you know, you see the red streak in the sky. You see the cape. Right, right. 
And when, you know, especially that scene where he's floating down to the, the flood victim, Cape on again. We love ourselves some Superman capes. Well, and here's the other thing. The cape is, like, so iconic. I mean, you know, he had a cape from day one. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Superman Confidential, Lois Lane confesses that the thing that she likes about Superman the most is his cape. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, DC Entertainment, being the creeps they are, they're denying us cape. Mm. They're denying us Superman. Yeah. And I giving mean, him the ripped cape is sort of them giving us tidbits. Here's the giving ripped. us the finger, you know. There's your cape horn. Um, here's the other thing, that the New 52 Superman and the DCYOU Superman are counterfeit. Mm. And I don't like counterfeit. Let me know when you're going to give me the real deal. That's all i got to say about that. So while we're enjoying the cape porn, he's walking towards the Batmobile. Of course, there's flames all around. Cause, you know, he is, he's not just walking. He's swaggering. Everybody stops and looks when Henry Cavill walks. And he rips open the Batmobile roof like it's a tin can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only Clark can. And he's standing on, like, the hood. And then Batman rises from his chair, and they have a face-off. So then that we is see so the, epic. We see the S symbol first, and then the bat symbol get, comes around it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the end of the trailer? Yes. Yeah. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster has a credit. Mm-hmm. Huge, big, big. I mean, and Bob Kane, whose real last name was not Kane. Was no Con, right? Finger. Yeah. And no mention of Bill Finger. Uh, so we only spent... Okay, I told Tej I only wanted to spend about an hour on the, on the trailer, and it's been two. So we did pretty good, actually. Yeah, uh, we didn't take five hours. I mean, we could have you know, done a show right. just on the trailer. Yeah, we could have. I could have so, talked about Henry Cavill a lot more. I'd restrained oh, yeah, myself. Um. Okay, so... Let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Now, on Thursday, we had a DC All Access, Mm. which Mm. was not all, and there was no access. They basically had Scott Snyder, who writes Batman, and they had Heath Corson, who writes Bizarro. Mm. They did not mention Superman, except in the context of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott talked about um, how he, when he first was going to write Detective Comics, which was pre-52, that he was afraid because, you know, people's expectations and stuff. And he got the writing advice from, I forget which artist now, um, Jocko? Jock? Jock. Jock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just don't, don't write what they want, you know, write whatever. Um, and then Keith Corson talked about Bizarro, and then they had every trailer from, like, that trailer, the first trailer from Batman v Superman. They had mm-hmm. all the TV trailers. They had the animation trailers. Um, and they also had the comics DCYOU trailer. But 
there was nothing about Superman. And there was no fan questions because, obviously, Scott Snyder and Heath Corson can't answer questions about the DC universe. So, uh, and it seemed fairly scripted because Tiffany was the moderator. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was like a sleeper. Um, And then, oh, yeah, they had game trailers, too. Uh, which, of course, would have been Batman, 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 Batman. Um, and then on Friday, um, we had a Superman panel. Woo-hoo. Um It was um, Greg Pak, Gene Yang, uh, who are currently writing uh, Pak writes action and Batman Superman, and Yang writes Superman. Um and they're doing the truth arc. Everybody, get your puke buckets out. And mm. um, also, oh, Eddie Berganza, their editor. Um, I guess John Cunningham was the moderator, again. Um, Neil Adams, who is going to be doing a series. And also, Max Landis, who's also going to be doing a series. Now, um, Good news from, well, okay, Neil Adams is doing a, it starts in November, and I believe it's six or seven issues of, Mm -hmm. it's The Coming of the Superman, Three Supermen Leave Krypton, there are a cross between the Three Musketeers and the Three Stooges, and there's apparently (laughs) something about getting the actual Superman's blood that they find out something. So... If that's seven issues, it's November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So that lasts till May. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then the same thing with Max Landis's book. Um, it's also seven, and it also starts in November. It's um, it's about a young Clark Kent, and the major pictures that we got from that was Clark was seventeen. Uh, bleeding, had like a black eye, was uh, holding up his jail, you know, thing. Um, his mugshot. His mugshot. Um, also, him in a field at night, and his eyes are glowing red when he's much younger. And then there was one that we just saw from far away. I don't think we got the close-up. But it looked like he was like wearing some kind of red jacket and babes were all around him or something. I don't know. Mm. Like, um, um, what's those things? A football jersey? A letter? Leatherman? That's what oh, a jacket like a letter, is. Oh, like a, yeah, a letter jacket, maybe. Yeah, like a varsity yes, jacket. Yeah, like a varsity thing. jacket. And then uh, Max. Now, I liked Max's Adventures of Superman story, and he was nominated for Eisner for that. Yeah, I don't know if he won or not. Um, yeah. Gene Gene Le- Le- uh, Yang won the Eisner for his Airbender series for best mm. writer. He beat Grant Morrison. I don't know how that happened, but okay. Um, so I mean, you well, know, because I nobody don't... understands Grant Morrison. Hello. <laughs> well, it's the multiversity. I mean, you know, there was stuff we understood in that actually. No, hey, that that one that one where they did that Watchmen story and uh, I didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I told you when we started that show, 
if you understand, you can review this book. I don't. What was going on? The people. Sometimes you have to up. read it, put it down, walk, and you know, a month, pick it up, and go. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, a month later, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sometimes you have to let things reason. come into your life, and you go, "Oh, that's what Morrison was talking about." Okay. Um, it, you know, the reason why he didn't win for Mount University. Um, I read both Avatar and um, Multiversity uh, is because people didn't understand what was happening half the time in Multiversity. Oh, okay. Um, But that's typical Morrison. Yeah, Morrison's like, ah, okay, I confused them. That's good. (laughs) Um, So, anyway... um, Landis said he wanted to do the opposite of All-Star Superman. I'm not sure what he meant by that. Um, Okay, and some people were just really down on that statement. And I was like, okay, All-Star Superman was not the epitome of the wonderfulness of Superman. I'm sorry. He got Lois Lane wrong. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Morrison. It was was 12 one-shots, basically. And sometimes you, you know, he had... You know the two big bozos going after Lois, and I was sitting there going, "Eh." Um, you know, Clark is flying in the air after he's confessed he's Clark Kent, and she's still not believing him. I was like, "What?" So anyway, I don't, you know, I know a bunch of people think All Star Superman is the epitome of Superman, but no, it's not. It's basically a homage to the Silver Age, mm. and you know, take that as you will. Listen, um, I like All-Star Superman, but uh-huh. it's not for me the be-all and end-all Superman right. story. Right? Right. I have I have the, you know, I have the graphic novel. I have it all on digital because I like some of the stuff from it, especially, you know, when he says, I like that it's all centered around Lois. Let's just put it that right. way. Right. And, you know, he took one line from, we discovered from the Silver Age, um, and he ran with it, and he was like, you know, this is gonna this is gonna be the last line Superman says before he sacrifices himself to the world, and it's right. I love you, Lois Lane, until the end of time. So, yep. I mean, I did not understand. I still don't understand that Bizarro one. You know, some of the stuff he was saying. I was like, can I skip this page, Grant Morrison? Will I still understand the rest of the story? <laughs> yeah, you know, so- some of. But, but what do you yeah. think Max Landis meant by he was going to do the opposite of all he wanted to do? Now I don't know if he actually did it. He said he wanted to do well, the opposite of All Star Superman. Now what? Superman was already established in All Star Superman. We didn't go back to Clark's childhood, and obviously Max Landis is going back to the growing years of Clark Kent. What I think he means is um, in All Star Superman you have. Superman in all his glory. Right. And I think uh, what Max Landis is trying to do is bringing him down to grassroots levels. Right. Excuse the pun, because it's in, you know, in certain Kansas. Um, Right. But, yeah, I think he's trying to show a confused Superman. Well, yeah, if you get all these powers, you are going to be kind of confused. Exactly. He's trying to focus on the teenage years where... Exactly what Smallville did, you know, so I'm like, Max, I've watched this already, Um, you know, where he's sort of 
focusing on how tough it can be on Superman sometimes. Right, right. In All Star Superman is the I hate to use this line, but it's it's all easy for him. That sort of thing, you know, where he has all his powers. He knows his the extent right. of his powers. He knows how to use his powers. He he's confident in himself. Yeah. Um, and what Max Landis is doing is he's showing. I mean, it's literally called All Star Superman, and the cover has him aglow and that sort of thing. And this cover has Superman um, with a mugshot, you know. So it's that's what right. it is. It's the negative to the photograph. Let's put it that way. Well, and the series is called Superman American Alien. Right. So, I right. mean, so it's, 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 it shows it's, that Superman it's the is the ultimate. Story. Yeah, that's what I'm trying trying to say, that it's basically the ultimate American alien story. You know, he was the original. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to like it, because I'm hoping that Max will use the Kent. Mm-hmm. You know, Clark's still going to get into some scrapes and stuff. I mean, you know, they'll be perfect. Well, uh, what I'm know. hoping is is Max Landis sort of found the box set of Smallville, and he said, "Oh, I can write a story about this," and um, that's what he's doing. Because I mean, Smallville was all about Clark Kent's struggle to become Superman, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm expecting from it. Could be totally wrong because it's Max Landis. Right. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I uh, you know uh, to give you an example. I hate Max Landis's Doomsday oh, video today. Oh, I hate that thing with a passion. Where he's drinking, you know, whiskey and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you did do this when you were drunk. Um, but I love the one where he says the heart and soul of Superman is Clark Kent. Right. You know, he did that 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 video where he's like, you know, that's who he is. He he doesn't think of himself as Superman. He thinks of himself as Clark Kent. Right. So Max Landis, and then I like his, his story from Adventures of Superman where he takes on the Joker and he totally bamboozles the Joker. Um, I mean, if you want a really good Superman story to see Superman's intelligence, just mm-hmm. read those two books. Um, so Max Landis and me have like this this delicate relationship. I can either hate his stuff or love his stuff. So, Right, because he did the first Superman yeah, first Superman annual with the Kryptonite Man. Well, it was the this, the other story. It wasn't the main story. It was one. And there was no dialogue. It was just right. how, yeah. So I was like, Really? But then when I read his Adventures of Superman uh, with the Joker, that was an awesome, awesome story. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. eh. And I'm like, no, don't you realize that he is saying all these things that people that badmouth Superman, using the Joker to do it, mm-hmm. that Superman proves why he's Superman and, and what you know what Superman really is. You know, these people will say, oh, he's too powerful. Oh, he's got too perfect a life. He's got it too easy for, you know, because he was married to Lois Lane, he had it too easy. Or, or he has the force of solitude and made his life too comfortable. Or, you know, it's just insane things like that. And you're like, dudes, you forgot the first rule, Clark Kent. Right. Then, 
Max you know. Landers gets that. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that, but Max Landers gets that. He it, does get it. Him and Pat were supposed to write a Tuesday story, and that fell through because you know, of his schedule. Right. Probably. But he was going to write, he was going to have Lois in there. Well, that's probably the other thing that got it nixed. You know, can't mm, have true. Lois. Oh, my gosh, can't have Lois. Um, and Max Landis is like, but dude, it's Superman and Lois Lane. Right. So the other people on the on the bench were, um, there was no Tomasi. So basically, Berganza was the one that says, oh, yeah. Superman and Woman are going to be fighting the Suicide Squad. Well, like, we didn't already know that if we hadn't read the book. Mm. You know. And then, uh, did you see the variant covers, the monster variant covers for October? I saw some. I didn't see all. Did you see the Fomance one? It was like a old Greek um, pottery scene where yeah. Wonder Woman was attacking the Minotaur, which was Superman. And Wonder Woman is, I checked this out, I Googled it, um, Wonder Woman's a harpy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything. It's hey. on the cover, you know. It's on the variant cover. Not us to be judges there. But no, that's you know, I'm not over, judging. So. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it as I mm. see it, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, of course, Pac went into his, you know, um, Oh, Clark's in Metropolis now, and his neighborhood's on fire, and the people are standing up for him. And um, wow. yeah, and he's wearing these big chains, whatever. And uh, and Batman, Superman, you know, he's like, oh, he's in Gotham City, and him and Jim Gordon are going to have to, him and the Big Bunny Batman are going to have to decide if they're going to be partners. Blah blah blah. Read the book. Yeah, and then, I hate that. I hate that he's at a Comic Con panel. Yeah, where people are. Up you know, want to know stuff, and he's talking about last week's book, right? Yeah, right. And he's like, go buy a book. And I'm like, yeah. dude, seriously. Seriously, dude. Um, and we'll be actually talking about that issue tonight. Uh, mm. But Gene Yang, I think is a really cool guy. Um, he talked about the first book he ever got was Superman Presents, or DC Presents Superman and, what, the Atomic somebody. I'm going to have to look that one up. Um, and anyway, he um, he, you know, people are like, well, in the interview with Tony at Comic Fine, Tony comes out and says, okay, a lot of people, we got a lot of big Lois contingent, they're worried about what's going on with Lois because, you know, and he so again, Yang says that you can't know if you, if you you have a friend and you tell their biggest secret. Okay, first of all, he said friend. Second is like if you tell their biggest secret and you know it's their biggest secret, you have to have some motivations to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we've been saying all along is that Lois. Why well, it had to be Lois? I don't know. Uh, Lois decided between the lesser of I don't know how many evils, and rather than uh, my contention is is that rather than have Clark die and there be no hope in the world and they would, nobody could be able be able to get out of the situation that they were in, um, she went for the secret. She figured mm-hmm. you know something would happen. You know this is Superman we're talking about. It's the crazy life of Superman. I mean look what it 
been through for the last four years. I mean, you know, Lord Vindictive X could come back and change everything again. So uh, Mixie could come in and go, yeah, I'll just snap my fingers, you know, but just let me hang out here for a while. Um, so, you know, there's always a contingency plan uh, in the Superman book because of the different characters he has to deal with. And he's been in nothing but alternate realities, alternate timelines, uh, alternate psychological and emotional situations, you know, magic, you know. So it's, you know, who knows? Yeah, and Um, uh, going back to Grant Morrison, he confused the hell out of everybody because we don't know which reality we're in. Well, and then... Well, and then Superman, uh, Dan Jurgens wrote, had, he, they had to use Hellspawn, you know, because it was a Wildstorm character. Uh, Hellspawn had him in an alternate reality. We don't know which reality he came back to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and, and, Superman but, has been to so many realities and come back to so many different ones. We don't know if he's in the right one. Right. We don't know which one well, we're in. Listen, we know he's not in the right one, so... Yeah, because he's not with Lois. So when he gets back with Lois, then we'll know. Um, the other thing was uh, Yang said that Lois, in 42, Lois re- uh, comes to the conclusion that Superman and, and Clark are the same person. And I was like, dude, she did that back in Superman number four. Right. So, you know... Yeah, when they were throwing continuity out, that included anything that they did in the New 52. So, but I think Gene Yang is a good guy. I think he, well, I love him for telling us, well, they gave us a mandate. Oh, where have we heard that before? Huh? Yeah, if it's Superman, there's a mandate, okay? It's just like, you know, let's restrict them some more. I mean, okay. Before he was battling Alien, now he's, a battling alien in a t-shirt, jeans, and ripped cape on his hand. Whatever. Um. So that was kind of a boring. But while that was going on, DC in all its eminent wisdom, because uh, Hank Canals pretty much let the cat out of the bag. While the Superman panel was going on with the like quote unquote regular books and the two new minis they're going to do in. November, uh, Dan DiDio and Jim Lee announced that, oh, yeah, you know, that Superman conversion story? Oh, yeah, we're going to do six months, starting in October, with, it's called Superman, Lois and Clark, and it's going to star Superman, also Supergirl's going to be in the book, Lois Lane, and their son, Jonathan Samuel Kent, and uh, apparently inner gang is going to be in it. Remember, we were like, can we just have like an inner gang story, you know, that actually, you know, human beings, you know, like Batman gets to chase human beings around. Superman never got to chase human beings around except Blast Luther, and then he joined the Justice League. So, yeah. So, uh, while the Superman panel was going on, we got the announcement that, oh, yeah, by the way, if you like Lois and Clark, here you go, baby. Um, yeah, um, and, I lost my show last night. I was like, yeah, we won. <laughs> well, um, and the great thing about it is it's being written by Dan Jurgens with art by Lee Weeks. You yes, can ask for a um, better team than that. I could, uh, listen, even if I was going to put 
some sort of pairing together, that is a dream team right there working on close. Um, I love the title, you know, Rose and Clark. Um, but this is what we've been asking for, yep. is give us a book where we can show you, yes, we will buy, we want Lois and Clark. Uh, they gave that to us with Convergence, and we talked with our money. Um, and there was like this rumor going around. I don't know how accurate it is or whatever, or how people got the, the information that, you know, Lois, um, excuse me, Convergent Superman 1 sold over 250,000 digital copies what? in one week. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That wasn't the figures that we got. No, digital, digital. Oh, digital. Um, yeah, downloads, right, in one really? week. Really? Yeah. So I don't know who and how got these numbers. Um, awesome. And they said number two, which I, which was what I was actually also saying because I said digitally it was doing brilliantly. Right. It was doing it was doing on the level of Justice League and Batman. Oh, that's right. And right. Injustice and too as well, wasn't it? It was, it, it smoked Injustice. Mm-hmm. Injustice was out of the top. It was it was in the top three, but it was number three. So I was like, whoa, you know. Um, They said number two sold twice as many, which means 500,000 digital downloads for Convergent Superman. I was like, whoa, okay. And I do know that a lot of people on my timeline, on my Tumblr, when they went to the comic book stores, they said they were out of um, Convergent Superman. Mm-hmm. So they had to buy it digitally because, ah. they wanted to read, because they wanted to read the, 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 the story. So I'm wondering, did DC pull back on the number of orders for Possibly. Convergent Superman? No right? reference. Yeah. Right, exactly. No reprint because they they lessened the actual print amount, and yeah. but pe- they didn't expect people to buy digitally so much. And I mean, l- listen, people who are good with computers and stuff can can judge, and they know, you know, people who are good with statistics and things. They they can see and they can work it out, right? right. There's no hiding ultimately the sales. Uh, Because I did tweet Comixology and I said, you know, it made me so happy to see um, Superman and Lois Lane in their top three, which is including every single comic. So, And they said it's it's downloading like it's on fire. So... Mm -hmm. Well, good. Obviously it did something because I gave it a print. Exactly, because we taught, they gave us the opportunity to talk with our money, and we did just that. Everybody right. bought a print, everybody bought the digital. And the thing is, they gave us the opportunity, we talked, we made our minority voice heard. Mm-hmm. 
And this is now our opportunity, and this is where I am pleading to every single close person um, to go out and buy this book on on every platform that you can, you know, and show DC that this is what we want. Because if we show it to them, there is no way in hell they're going to continue with the formats. Right. Someone is going. Someone is going to step in and say, "Hello, you are tossing away fifty thousand uh, loyal, dedicated fans for thirty thousand book sales. It's a difference of twenty k, which is a lot of money." Right. Right. Because if you multiply that now by by four dollars, which is you know, that's that's a right. ton of money that they're losing. So yeah, I'm. You know, I lost it. I was like, Dan, the deal, I love you, Dan. I love you and your bald head and your wonderful mind. And thank you for tweeting this. And Dan was so sneaky. He just he just tweeted the link. Yeah. And he's like, he just tweeted the link. He didn't even have, like, put anything next to it, like, this is Lois and Clark or whatever. And, yeah. You know, maybe he said this is truth. After truth, we're getting Lois in the forefront, so... Did he say after truth? He said during and after. He said this is this is the time sort of thing. Oh. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, Dan Listen, and I'm getting the Lois and Clark comic on my birthday weekend, so. There you go. Uh, Dan Jenkins and Lee Weeks were very excited. Um, they did a great job on the Superman Convergence we got in April. Dan did mm-hmm. both jobs, I think, in May, the May issue. Um, so, you know, I'm thrilled to death. Um, also, we were getting, what, a Teen Titans and a Telos. So we get to find mm-hmm. out what happened to Telos, which was kind of interesting there towards the end. Um, so that was our, that was a big, that was a big news day. Um, it was huge because from every yeah. single genre of every single era of super of of DC comics, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking everybody. We're talking Parallax. We're talking uh, the Teen Titans in their heyday. We're talking, right. you know, all these popular DC comics, right? That defined, um, you know, decades of of mm-hmm. comic book readers. Mm-hmm. And we literally won. We were one of the three books that popped out, you know, from yep. Convergence. And I'm yeah. like, that just shows you. It shows you the power of of clothes. And people were so scared, they started sending me hate messages. So I know when the hate messages come in, it's good. What did they say? They're like, oh, you're never going to win. We're the continuity now. It's just another world. It's a multiverse. And I'm like, yeah, you are saying that you you. How long have you had your um, romance in an else world? How long till we come in and boot you out of continuity? So, <laughs> I was, and then and then they just like they're like silent. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you people don't think before you tweet. <laughs> um, we got some news about uh, the Dark Side War after. Uh, Johnson's doing what six minis mm. uh, with a different artist in each one. Um, one of them will be uh, Superman. 
Um, he is apparently there's fumes from the apocalypse pit. Uh, Lex Luthor is running apocalypse apparently, and mm. Superman is a god of strength. So basically, he's Ultraman, apparently. <laughs> Uh, the only people, person that could save him is Lex, and the only person that could save Lex is Superman, so they're, I don't know. So I'm like, really, Jeff? That doesn't sound like you at all. Okay. Is this what you wanted to do with Trinity War? <laughs> you know, the god of strength or whatever, whatever. Um, no mini for Wonder Woman, though. Batman, Aww. of course, is going to be in the Mobius chair. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I believe those start in October as well, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So those will start so, and end the same time as the Convergence Superman book. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just waiting for October solicits. You know, I'll, right. I'm like DC. You should have dropped them yesterday. Yeah. But apparently it's coming out on Monday. Yeah. Well, that's because of. San Diego. So. Mm. Um. Okay. The uh, was there any other Superman news? Did I forget something? Oh, by the oh. way, when when we got the Convergence Superman book, you know Lois and Clark, uh, people were going, okay, um, can we get Wonder Woman out of the Fomance book, and uh, can we get her? <laughs> um, can we get a new writers for her? You know. Because Wonder Woman is a really bad place. Yeah, you know what? You know what I want to say to these people is, where were you? Where were you when we were fighting? The close fans were fighting alone. Okay, I'm pretty sure at the end of this battle, you know, Holly um, and a few other people that we talked to, myself, we were standing there alone with no allies. Right? We finally get something. And then boom, boom, you know, Wonder Bat people pop out, pop out from somewhere, Wonder Woman people pop out from somewhere. And I'm like, where were you? Okay, no, no. Kick your complaints to the back of the line. Yeah. So, um, listen, but, I, I feel mean, for we're, Wonder we're, Woman fans. I yeah, feel for Wonder Woman fans. Why, why uh, wouldn't uh, we? Terribly. We're like, if you get Wonder Woman's head on straight, there would be no way she'd date Clark Kent in a, in a middle second. I mean, there's no way. Uh, right, exactly. But she'd be like, "Hey, Steve, what's happening?" You now, know? I'm totally with the people who say, "Okay, that's fine and dandy. We get a Lois and Clark book. Can we get Clark and Lois together again? You know, like a date or something uh, in the supposedly canon, not continuity main books now." Can we? Can, yeah, no, we can we? Can we please? That's the next battle now. We've yeah. now won Superman and Lois back together. Mm. Now we need to push for main continuity. Right. And it's like I've, DC. DC just know how to give us just the right amount of a sucker. You know, I mean, we are such suckers, really. Honestly, they give us just enough leeway to to give us hope. Because right. Holly and I were like, October is it. If yeah. we don't we are get gone. anything, we're gone. Boom. October, we're getting Lois and Clark. We're like, okay, we'll stay. Oh, oh okay. I guess I'll stay for that. You know, I was I'll really, okay, that. before that announcement, 
Okay, before the Superman panel, before they announced, I knew pretty much what the Superman panel was going to do, except for Landis and Neil um, Adams. But I knew what the rest of the panel was going to do, you know. Uh, oh, we love working with all, everybody that we work with, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we were told to do something different with Superman, yada, 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 and buy the book. I knew that's what the Superman panel was going to be. I, there was going to be no surprises, nothing. There wasn't, mm. except for Neil Adams and Max Landis. Um, but I was sitting there before the panel, and I was like, are you really just going to – I have to. There's nothing in there for me unless they give me something. There's absolutely – I mean, I don't need this aggravation in my life. Comics should be a form of entertainment. And it's mm-hmm. not. Okay. I'm not getting what okay, I just saw a tweet yesterday, uh it was a writer writing tweet from Josh Whedon and he says, Don't give them what they want, give them what they need and you know what? We don't need the kind of treatment we've been getting from D C entertainment. So right. Uh, Dan Jurgens and Lee Weeks right up on their heart charges and says, we'll save you. And we're like, okay, thank you. Thank you. We're very appreciative about that. And I'm yeah, Dan, that Dan probably read, read one of our tweets of, I'm giving up on Lois and Clark. And, yeah, I'm but done. you know, what surprises me is that Dan DiDio sort of published this and said, here, you close fans, click on my link. You know, it's not it's not a virus. You're going to like it. And <laughs> apparently Jim Lee was sitting there next to him. I don't know. Uh, he probably he fainted when he saw that cover. He probably broke a hand or something. I don't know. Um, well, Hank obviously knew because we had, somebody had made an inquiry early, on Monday. And Hank jumped into the conversation and said, it's only Monday. So. Right. So. Yeah, um, I was wondering who that is, and I'm like. He's, he's, he's for, yeah, he's electronic. He was electronic, and he's also over Vertigo now. Which, Vertigo is getting 12 minis as well. Right, yeah. Oh, um, and the, they're bringing back, um, what's it, Milestone. Oh, that's right. Which that, is very oh, good. They announced that today. Yeah, they announced that today. Dwayne McDuffie is is smiling somewhere. Well, Dwayne's like, "Hey, man, I would have never said you can never damage these characters if I known what they were gonna do to Superman." He must. He must have been. He would have said, "Dude, if I knew you were gonna take me seriously, yeah, really. I would. I would never have said that." But yeah, you know, I'm happy. Um, with the news from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I tweeted out um, as a joke that, you know, my fangirl dream from the San Diego Comic-Con trailer for Batman v Superman was a Superman and Lois Lane kiss. Um, damn, I did not expect Zack Snyder to deliver on that, but I'm so happy he did. There wasn't a kiss. Oh, we know it was there. They're going. They're either going back in, or they're coming out, or they're. I mean, we okay. got a better scene. Let's let's admit we got a better scene than just a kiss, because she was, I mean, pressing that S and talking about how he is a symbol of hope, and yeah. 
Zack Snyder killed everybody. Right. He's like, Um, Oprah, I'm giving you Wonder Woman. I'm giving you Lawson Clark. I'm giving you Batman. Everybody's getting what they want. Yay. I, um... I think uh, you know if what it it's true that it told sold two hundred fifty thousand digitals in a week. Mm. Um, Hank would know that. That's his true. job. So you know Jim Lee can just sit on his ego and shut the hell up because the fans have spoken. Yep. And to the Didio, that's. You know, that's the cash register going off. Ching, 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 ching. You know, it's, you know, let's, and he said, how many times has he said he's, I mean, even John Cunningham has quoted him. You know, as Superman goes, so do the rest of the books go. And if Superman's mm-hmm. not going, the rest of the books ain't going. So take your ego and shove it. Get Bob Harris off of them. Yeah. Oh, mandate. We want you to put Superman in trouble. Okay. You know, and um, what was the other thing? He should be in trouble and... We you want know, you to every- do something different. And we want, and it's too easy or something. And I'm like, when has it ever been easy for Clark? When? You know, he's he's battling alien. He doesn't have any Clark Kent. Oh, well... That's not working because, you know, we tried to meet him about it earlier so he could date Wonder Woman. And then then nobody knew who either of those two characters were. And mm-hmm. so then, um, so then, oh, we're going to bring Clark Kent back, but we're going to bring him back. And it's going to be all about his powers because he doesn't have them anymore. And But, you know, people are hateful and, you know, everybody in the world hates his guts except his neighborhood who just now realized that he actually lived in the neighborhood. I'm like, what? You know, it's right. just... Uh, Same neighborhood that he trashed when he was doomsday. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure the neighbors were comfortable with doomsday sitting in a chair in the apartment next door. Oh, yeah. They were, like, so happy. We have yeah. doomsday. Yeah. But anyway, so... I think uh, despite what, you know, they need to get editorial needs, take their mandates, and shove them sideways, okay? And, you know, let Superman be Superman. Why can't Mm -hmm. he be Superman? Why can't he be Clark Kent? Why can't he be Clark Kent journalist? Here's something I thought, you know, we the whole journalist thing, is that the problem? Because if Lois Lane was a real journalist, she would be exposing all kinds of truth in this world today. Okay, mm-hmm. Clark Kent, ex-farm boy, could talk about GMOs. He could talk about weather control. He could talk about, um, you know, he could see see how GMOs affects everybody's DNA. Okay, because they're genetically modified. That means they change the DNA and they shove pesticides in it. And, you know, you know the disappearing bees. He would be able to investigate that, okay, as Clark Kent journalist, okay? But no, they don't want that kind of truth. They want some weird truth. Clark Kent, father boy, you know, would talk about how how they're growing chickens that we eat. I mean, have you seen that? They have no legs. They have no feathers. 
That's what I'm saying. CAFOs, which is like confined animal food something operations, they literally, they're feeding cows grain, which is a no-no because they don't digest it right. So Mm -hmm. because they don't digest it right, they have to give them um, antibiotics and hormones so that, you know, to make them more meat or let them have more milk. But the meat cattle are on top of one another. They have them shoved in these confined spaces with these huge mountains, and I'm not exaggerating, mountains of manure where some of them have to stand on top of it just so they can get some fresh air. And they expect people to eat that stuff? Right. And, I mean, Clark Kent Farmer Boy would talk about that because he would know that, A, it's not treating, you know, we're going back to life again and how he would respect life. It's not treating the animal rights. Right. I mean, every, every religion says that, you know, you're supposed to thank for the animal that gave you this meat or this meal. Right. It's a reverence right. for life, for the life that you're ingesting. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is, is that Clark, okay, cathodes are like, it's filth, okay? That's not environmentally safe. Plus, we're consuming that stuff. And that's not good for our health either. And most of the grain is genetically modified. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole chain reaction. So if you want to talk reality, then you need to have Superman, Clark Kent, be a journalist and expose these crimes against humanity. Right. Or let Lo- Lois Lane let loose on it. But they're not. I mean, Lois Lane could let loose on the current state of the financial world and how that Mm -hmm. really is operating, not, you know, she would be on top of Greece. She would be on top of Cyprus. She would be, you know, she would find the ins and outs of all those stories. Great stories. But they don't want that stuff exposed because they work for a corporation. Mm Mm-hmm. Their corporation is the PR department for the other corporations. So that's why they don't want Clark and Lois to be journalists. Right. You know, and they're always talking about reality. Well, obviously they don't care about reality. There they hasn't just want... been reality in comics for since the new 52, since Grounded and 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 right. Wonk and stuff, you know. Right. They I want mean, everybody they try... to sleep. They don't want anybody to wake, wake to the truth. Exactly. You know, and, yeah. Let me talk vaccines. I mean, I know what, okay, they used to have a bunch of people making vaccines. Now it's down to, what, two companies? And so then they go over to Africa and uh, give these people, give women these vaccines that have horrendous things in them and their babies die. Mm-hmm. You know, or they do the same thing in the states. And there's this big controversy in the states. California has passed a mandatory vaccination law. Okay. 
Okay. Or Kent could look at those vaccines and tell everybody what's in them. Right. But DC Comics isn't going to do that. Oh, hell no. It, so, and you know what? You know what DC Entertainment basically translates to is lazy writing. Well, it's just a they, joke they, corporation, really. They, no, they, they, I think, you know, it's easy to just write about um, smashing a, you know, a shadow creature or picking up something and punching it and thinking it's fun. Um, writing, real writing, I don't think, you know, I was surprised, you know, JLA is actually giving me that. It's giving me yeah. really, really classic um, comic books where I'm like, there's a mystery, there's a story, there's um, suspense, there's there's like, um, it, you will get more into it when we talk about the comics. Right. But it's, I'm really, really surprised by JLA. I was not expecting to even care for it, and it's now a comic I can say I'm probably looking forward to seeing the next one. Right. Well, the other thing is, is Brian Hitch is English. He lives in England. And see, America's uh, mainstream media has this place locked, so locked down, we don't know what's happening in the rest of the world. We honestly don't. Right, right. Like, I remember when we were talking about um, Ebola and how we have the world, uh, we have the, you know, our borders ready and stuff, and you were like, USA don't have all that? Oh, hey, no, no, no. We want everybody to come. You know, Mm -hmm. even the criminals. I mean, we just had a story break that apparently San Francisco is a sanctuary city, meaning that um, if you're an an illegal immigrant. You haven't gone through the immigration process, right? You just come across the border. Mm-hmm. Um, you could stay. This guy was oh, deported. Hey, cool. Okay, but this guy was been deported five times and he murdered some girl. Oh no. But oh. they're going to give him amnesty because he's in a sanctuary city. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do yeah. they think that Lois Lane wouldn't go after that with both teeth? Are you kidding me? She would be on that mommy. You know, and that's why they don't they don't want to they don't want to rock the boat cuz you know what? Everything's political. There's no right and wrong anymore. It's political. Mhm. So, yeah, um you know, L- Lois doing a story about anything but Superman is is really an impossibility nowadays because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to... I mean, look, look, inner gang. Hello. We haven't had inner gang since when? Wow, a really long time. I haven't had an inner gang story in forever. Right. That's too close to realism. Yeah, And I'm hoping that Jurgens and Meeks bring a week bring it. You know, I want to I want to see it. I want to see how that works. Mhm. So yeah, I mean, you know, when the only thing they talk about is uh, giant aliens from wherever, or magical mystery characters or whatever, 
you know, you know you're in trouble, especially when they're screaming, oh, we want realism. That's why we, you know, we took his powers away from him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why he's not a reporter anymore, because we want realism. Nobody reads papers anymore. Uh, there's the oh, internet. Oh, that, um, that thing's dead, you know. Print media? What's that? Yeah, they said print media is dead, and yet they're publishing print. Uh, exactly, hence the sarcasm. <laughs> so, are you kidding me, dude? What is your problem? So anyway, so that was my thought on why we don't get journalists anymore. Nobody's going to write the truth. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, okay, was there anything else from San Diego this week? Um, no, I was just checking the feed to see if anything else popped up. Nothing. Nothing. Um, so, yeah, so this is probably on Monday, so that'll be, we'll, we'll get our eyes open then, or we may shut them back and go to take a nap. Um, uh, depending. Hey, that's okay, the only, that's the only way with DC. I'm like, when I read, um, what was it? Batman or something, I told you, oh, Batman, Superman. I said, I need to go nap. <laughs> oh, we got numbers. We haven't talked about numbers yet. Um, oh, right, we got numbers. Superman got a bump about 3,000. Okay, this is the first issue of Truth. Um, and But actually, it was the fourth. Um, Batman, Superman got 5,000, and I want to say Action got... Action's in the toilet, so, I mean, it's not doing that much help. Um, they're running around between forty to 50,000 at the moment. Could very easily go below 40,000 at a moment's notice. Um, mm-hmm. We had three books in the top ten. Um, even though DC got their butts kicked, they only had 25% of the market, 25% of the market. Mm, that is which literally is like, one quarter. One quarter, and Marvel had forty percent of the market. Mm-hmm. And then I think Marvel Image was next. Ass. Yeah, and then Image was next with almost ten percent or ten percent. I can't remember. Um, but there was three DC books in the top ten. The first was Justice League of America number one. Uh, we got the second issue. We're going to talk about it tonight. Uh, the one with Brian Hitch that, that he's doing. Uh, Batman, of course. And we knew Batman sold better than they had thought it might. But apparently yes. they printed more books of Batman than they printed of, you know, Superman Convergence. Um, and the other one was Justice League, uh, which was a good issue. I liked it, be- well, because he had a spit curl. But if he's going to turn him into God of Strength, a spit curl's not going to save it for me. Um, sorry. No, yeah, I don't care how how good Jason... Uh, fabric drawers. Right. Nuh-uh. Right. Um, the other thing, while the uh, while Action, Batman, Superman, and Superman were getting bumps for the first issues of their truth arc, Superman Wonder Woman went down. Now, they didn't go Whee! down a whole point. They only went down, like, on a point two percent. Listen, it's heading in the right direction. So yeah, it, it didn't get a bump. Let's put it that way. Yeah, every so, other book got a huge bump. Well, yeah. like you know, 
like more than 5,000 books. And it, this one lost. So yeah. even with, even with that romantic scene of, you know, Clark Kent holding onto his jeans for dear life. And yeah. <laughs> under the cover going, don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> he says, it's just a dream. She's not, she's not touching me. Oh, oh. Um, and, you know, she stole his shirt. Poor man has right. no money, you know, except in his boots. Um, yeah. He bought one T-shirt. He bought one T-shirt, and she's like, she, she's stealing it from him. She's wearing it. Why? And God knows why. I don't know. He's, and he's break, break. And you know she 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 can't remember that she met Lana. She's like, who is that? Lana, who's that? <laughs> she don't remember being <laughs> steel either. Even though she talked to Lana Lang on the phone, yeah. And she was like, oh yes, I trust. I I believe in I believe in Superman. Yeah. And then she met Steel in. I went back. And I looked at it. She has a teleconference with Lana and Steele on the Justice League um, watchtower where mm-hmm. they talk about how it was, you know, um, Cyborg Superman was arranging everything in the patterns and stuff. And she asked oh, right. Lana Lang. And she asked Lana Lang, but how do you know? And Lana Lang's like, I'm an en- electrical engineer. Yeah. I'm an electrical engineer. And she's that talking to... That was Lana's shining moment. Saving worlds. 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 Savior of worlds, Lana Lang. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Wonder whatever. Woman doesn't remember. So you know what? No wonder Clark doesn't tell her anything. Because you know what? She don't remember. <laughs> yeah, so when Clark asks her, but, but Lois, that she told her, she's like, oh, who's Lois? <laughs> Yeah, who's Lois? He's going to look at her like, yeah, right. That's why he groaned when Lois says, I told Diana, didn't she tell you? And he went, ugh. Okay. <laughs> God, don't he's mention like, her. He's like um, vomiting or something. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Please, I've got enough problems. Okay, so what do you want to do first? <laughs> Batman, um, Superman, or Justice League of America? Let's do Batman, Superman, because... Honestly, it was so boring. It's quick. It is quick. Um, Nothing happened. Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, Apparently, okay, Jim Gordon considers Superman, now depowered Superman, although he does have some super strength and some invulnerability. It's on and off. We don't know how it works. The rest is kaput. Um... And he has no knowledge of 4-H, and he has no knowledge of the Alaskan tundra. Um, but Jim Gordon considers him a criminal mm-hmm. because he hit a cop in Metropolis. So this is continuing from action. That's the other thing. Okay, all the books except Superman have the sneak peek, and then it continues on from there. That would include the Superman-Wonder Woman scene where he says, I don't love you anymore. 
So he says, I don't love you anymore. And then she sneaks into his hotel room, puts on his shirt, and seals him up while, you know, he's sleeping. You know, and then, you know, he's not looking at her. She takes her shirt off. He doesn't even look at her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a continuation of that. So people who start panicking, you know, no, he's already told her, I don't love you anymore. Okay, and I don't think it's a protector either. I think she's cray-cray, and he's like, we just leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so he hit a cop in action, 42. And so Jim Gordon's throwing that in Clark's face, uh, and so that's why he considers him a, a criminal. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, Clark did try to talk to Jim Gordon. He offered a partnership, but then Jim's like, I don't know. You just backstabbed Lex Luthor. You know, and he's like, but I tried it. So, you know, I'm pretty sure Jim Gordon can understand the nuances of dealing with villains, but apparently not. And um, so Clark's trying to be understanding and all this kind of stuff. And then... um, Clark's like, but now I can be cut, I can be killed. If I trust someone, I actually risk something. And then so Gordo says, welcome to the human race. And then Clark laughs and goes, huh, whatever. So um, Clark tries to convince him, you know, if they don't work together, people are going to die. And, um, you know, there's the whole, like, he's hiding his face. Um, He says, and so then... Clark decides to insult him and says, but i got to tell you, the real Batman's got much cooler toys than that. Yeah. It's a dude bro kind of thing, I guess. Um, yeah. I didn't enjoy this issue as much as I did the other one. Of course, the other one mm-hmm. had Lois in it and actually made sense. But this is like... This is like uh, such a flaw. It's it's not even funny. Yeah. There is a miniature son involved. Oh! Who could benefit from a miniature sun? I wonder who. Yeah, I would like, I would like, uh, you know, um, Clark, why don't you use that brain of yours and just go stand next to it, like, with one of those tanning mirrors. Absorb some, absorb some sunlight. Yeah, they meet with Lucius Fox. That's where the, the mini sun is. Um, they're thinking about power, using it to power entire countries the entire country for a hundred years. But, you know, they're afraid that, you know, they could it could detonate and kill everyone within three miles. You know, Clark goes stand by the daggone thing, but no, he decides to toss his wrench at Jim Gordon. Whatever. At least he's not sticking something in his eye. <laughs> so um there's something that interrupts him, of course, and he uses the wrench again, too. It's a giant beast. It's the Beast Lord of Subterranea, Ukar. And so uh, so then Clark, he does something dumb, like attack them and stuff. And then it's all about both this and the shadow monster is about power absorption, isn't it? Energy absorption. Mm-hmm. So that might be a clue to the big bad. I have no idea. Who's the big bad? What? What? Because now we have 
Pardon? Parasite is the only person who I right. can think of. And Jim y- and Gene Yang was reading up on Parasite. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and wouldn't, you know, so you've got these things um, sucking up energy um, and in action and Batman Superman. I, I, I don't know what the Suicide Squad has to do with that. <laughs> because... Uh, that book, forget that book. Uh, but Superman, Gene Yang, who's writing Superman, said he was reading up on Parasite. So it may all have to do with that kind of thing. That was my question. Is it four different villains and there's no big bad? Or, you know, bad day for Clark, hello. Uh, or is there four villains, but they're being used by a really big bad? That's the question. Mm. Um, and... I've got that pretty early on, especially after I started reading these books. Um, so Clark does. So Gordon gets in the act and attacks Ukar or whatever his name is, and Clark was trying to reason with him. He says no, and so um, he thinks Clark's a liar. He says your world will burn, and so Clark yells at Gordon. Blah blah blah. Um, Gordon says, I thought you were distracting. He says, I wasn't distracting him, are you an idiot? And then Gordon says, he was going to kill you. And so Clark goes after Euchre and to try to make amends again. Um, and so, of course, Clark has to tell Gordon. He says, you're sure as hell not Batman. Okay. Well, he's not because Gordon doesn't have Batman's analytical skills. So Clark takes off and Gordo yells, Kent! And so then um, Gordo thinks consequences. And the next issue is called Subterranea Rises. Ooh. Wow. I probably fell asleep through half of that book. I doubt it. So, yeah. Uh, the most we- boring book uh, in ever. Um, okay, wait a minute. Um, before we move on to Justice League of America, number two, uh, we got a preview with the Fomance, didn't we? Oh, yes. Woof, what a preview. Oy vey. What was it? Uh, they were talking to the Suicide Squad. What was yeah, it? They're like, they're like trying to exchange bad one-liners. And yeah. It's like, Wonder Holly Woman Clinton. said, why are you trying to oh, to war or battle with us? And I'm like, since when did she ever question anybody who wanted to fight? Yeah, she's like, let's fight. Let's fight, you know. <laughs> I know, I was like, what? Okay, so anyway, they're tussling with the Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, Tomasi brought the Suicide Squad in to try and make money. Well, yeah, Harley's very popular at the moment. I don't know. I don't know. People are sort of Harley Quinned out because... Already? Already, because she's got so many books out. She's got Harley Quinn. Then they come out with a special. Now it's Harley Quinn and Power Girl. And, yeah, people are, like, too much. Mm. It's sort of like Batman, like how the Batman yeah, are like, exactly. oh, too much. Saturation point. 
instead of breaking point. Back to breaking point. Okay, Justice League of America number two. We've got the we got the God from Krypton, Rao. Okay. Um, yeah. So, is Clark being taken in by this guy or not? We're just kind of like. It's kind of like, um, you know, he he wants to believe, but yet you're, I'm wondering if he's holding back and thinking, eh, let's see what this guy does. Yeah, well, listen, Clark Kent has always been like that, right? right. Um, he wants to believe. Right. He, he wants to have this you know, picturesque world in his mind where, yes, somebody can come and be, you know, what they say, a hero from Krypton. Right. But as we've, as we've all learned from history, I mean, Rod, you know, whoever, I mean, comes. If there's another Kryptonian, generally it means bad business. So... Yeah. I don't believe I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know it's going to turn out bad. You know. He goes down to Atlantis to rid uh uh Aquaman of Poseidon and he says I am the prophet of Rao and uh Arthur says Poseidon, oh nobody believes in him anymore. One of the few things <laughs> the Atlanteans and I agree on. So, you know, he's like, you don't believe I believe plenty of things, just not God. Then Rao has arrived just in time to save you. Okay. So he's asking him about Krypton, which I thought was funny. You know, you know, Arthur's got the big brain on now. He goes, Rao, the great god Rao, the heart of Krypton's mighty sun, the flame of life and light of joy. Krypton's yeah, and god. Arthur's like, Arthur's like, but he let Krypton explode. <laughs> Yeah, did a, did a great really, job there, didn't he? Should we should we really be following a guy who abandoned, you know, Krypton? Yeah, really. So, remember in, in the first issue, Clark kept seeing there was like a pile of dead Clark Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would just come out, drop out of time, and be dead. So there's a time thing going on here too. It's, I mean, I'm wondering what again the distraction. Yeah. What's the distraction and what is not the distraction? So is the distraction is this prophet of Rao? And all of a sudden he got disciples too, which is like kind of freaky. What is that? Fre- you know, I was like, what? Where did these people come from? <laughs> exactly. I was like, but where did the prophets of Rao come from? Yeah. And now they have a cathedral. I'm like, wow, that was quick. What, they just borrow one? What? <laughs> so anyway, um probably the best part was Lois, of course. Um So Perry wants a story about the this, you know, God of Rao, the story of Rao or whatever and uh so I want you to know who he is, where he came from, what's his real relationship with Superman. I want detail and I want background. I tell you boys and girls Whoever lands this story, it's going to be the greatest interview since. And Lois goes, God talked to Moses. Yeah, Perry, you said that when Superman first showed up. <laughs> oh, well, at least we got to find out what happened when Superman first showed up. 
first Jimbo there. Um, Clueless so, as ever. Yeah. So, Perry inquires, where's Kent? Now, apparently Jimmy knows Clark is Superman. Oh, does he? Excuse, or think, uh, he went out, Chief, dry cleaners. And so, you know, Perry says, don't call me Chief Olsen. Plus, where's Clark? He should be on this. And he, he went to New York chasing a story on something called the Infinity Corporation. Haven't heard from him since he left. So then Jimmy says, right, Chief. He went to New York. So we don't know. Um, and Lois says, Lois's eyes are blue. Uh, he's, whatever's going on there, Perry, you can bet one thing. Clark will be right in the middle of it. And he is. So he, uh, Rao asked him to make uh, introductions to all the world leaders, and they were going to Washington. Um, so Alfred is looking at the big screen, the big brother ice cream, you know, Batman, Mr. Not Nosy. And then Superman and Cyborg are uh, arriving on the Bat Cycle. Batman. 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 Um, so then Batman talks about the um, Infinity Corporation. Seems to know who we all are. Barry and Hal are gone, presumably on Oa, but we don't know for sure. And Diana is missing. And Cyborg wonders if it's all connected. So, of course, Batman thinks it's connected because he's Batman. So, mm, he's detecting. <laughs> yeah, he's actually detecting in this book. So he has Cyborg hook up with a computer, and of course, you know, they're going through stuff. Um, so this so this Infinity Corporation just came out of nowhere. There's no, like, financial blueprint, uh, thumbprint or anything like that either. So, um, so Batman says, Alfred, bring me a copy of the Kryptonian Protocols. <laughs> and like Cyborg's like what? He says a lot of people have spent time trying to come up with ways of killing or stopping all of us. I like to keep track of every one of them, even the ones nobody hears about. Nobody but you. I like to be prepared for what everything. Mm-hmm. That man. <laughs> so yeah. So they're monitoring what you know the Superman Rao connection. Um, and Alfred says he'd kneecap the Pope if he felt his holiness favored the criminal life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can laugh now. Um, Cyborg says, like you said, Superman seems to trust him. Maybe we can relax. Doesn't have to be an angle. <laughs> Batman says, there's always an angle. Always an agenda. <laughs> Just need to know what it is. So... Yeah, Cyborg's buying the whole piece on Earth thing, you know, and Bats is like, are you kidding me? Um, so, he's trying to make the connection. Now, we get to a really good part. You want to talk about this? Yeah, I was shocked. Um, we get a Lois Lane article. Yeah. Hold, it, hold your breath, hold your breath, people. Hold your breath, people. It's not that, that nonsense that was in front of Doom. Um, it's an or, actual, yeah, or that stupid thing in front of truth. 
Oh no, no, definitely not truth. Um, it's and it's a very well constructed article, as well. Um, it it definitely um, it's a true Lois Lane article in the fact that um, I don't know if you can call it maybe an article or, or an opinion piece column right. sort of thing. Um, Lois Lane is is writing. Okay, I was ecstatic. Um, it's Lois making people think. She's asking the questions that need to be asked. And um, do you want me to read the article? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So as you all know, Val is here and everything. So the title is, Do We Need Another God? by Lois Lane. Over the course of the last day, we have seen something that may truly change the world. A God has come to earth. Superman says he's Rao, the lost god of Krypton, a physical embodiment of the ancient Red Sun, a being that brought an end to, to war and ushered in a golden age of peace and unity. Superman has told us he believes totally in him, that Rao is exactly what he says he is, a god, a true god. He has told us that there's nothing to fear and that something wonderful is going to happen. But there are questions to ask about why Rao, about Rao and why he, he's come here. Mm-hmm. Oops, something went crazy. Uh, okay. What does a being like Rao hope to gain here, where every culture has its own faiths, its own churches, and its own gods? What do you believe in? Here, it, it isn't about faith. Rao can be seen and, be t- and touched, can be touched by, but what does that mean for all of us? War, wars are still fought in the name of gods and religions. Innocence gunned down in the name of faith. We think ourselves enlightened but this is still a world shaped too much by which God or church we, we choose to say is our own. We live in a modern world still mapped by ancient belief. We have seen gods walk the earth before. The Justice League has an Olympian god of war in Wonder Woman, which by implication says that the gods of Olympus are real. Will we see Thor outside of movies? It sounds ridiculous, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but new gods have come and rained fire on us, and the Justice League have saved us. We live in an age of heroes and legends, but is this now an age, a new age, one of gods? One last question that's worth asking is this. If one Kryptonian man, one Superman, can bring us such hope and wonder. What can a Kryptonian, what can a Kryptonian god do? Very well constructed article. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's see. So, um, what is it? Eight o'clock. 
Um, so, like, you know, thought-provoking. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, again, do you really think, you know, the Superman says he trusts him, but does he really? I mean, I know Lois probably doesn't trust him. I mm-hmm. wouldn't think. So, um, so I, apparently, I can't remember what happened next. Um, no, neither can I. I I just stopped there. That was the highlight of the book for me. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, he sent his prophets to all the hospitals to heal all the sick people. Um, yeah, he's basically performing like miracles and stuff right, to show that he's right. a, a god and and that sort of thing. It says, come to me, accept my blessing, and you will know peace and love for the remainder of your lives. We yeah, I'm sure. We make this world as a haven from pain, fear, and want. We could make it a true paradise for all to share and together come. So, yeah, there's a giant something or other in the sky. Why do we have to go up yeah. there? Yeah, that's, that's like um, his, I don't know, Hovercraft or something. Yeah, it says it's quiet now. Everyone's left, and he says to Superman, "He says, do you think they will listen to my message, accept my blessing, that it's not too late to bring these people together to save this world?" Soup says, "That's what I've been trying to do, one person at a time. It was my hope that all Kryptonians would be like you, a light to those in the darkness, a symbol of peace." that we would spread across the galaxy and bring a better life to all. Um, and Clark says, I do what I can to help. And then uh, he says, this is my home. There are people here I care for. Why are you here? And he says, uh, Ralph says, I told you. I told you your world, I told your world leaders. And Superman says, you're holding back something you aren't saying. How did I know you? Ralph, I was just, Ralph was just a myth, barely a memory. And he says, I don't even, I didn't even grow up on Krypton. So, um, Morales says, I came back, Krypton, you know, I came back with all I had learned in the wonders of space, my church full of those I'd saved. I wanted to bring peace and, grace and peace, hope for a new future. Instead, I saw my world and her people's burn. Well, how can he be a god if his world can burn while he's gone? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly, because I don't know, um, he's the embodiment of the sun. Mm. So, wouldn't he be the reason then if he left um, Krypton, did he take some of that solar energy with him? Yeah. You know, and then now he's coming back like after he traveled the universe and searched for enlightenment or something and oh, he comes back to an exploding Krypton. Couldn't he have saved them or something? Yeah. Why did he leave? I mean, come on. But if he's a god, he's supposed to stay there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So Clark says, you're saying you came here to find me. And Ralph says, I thought that if I found you, I could give the same gift to your new home I'd intended for your old one. I thought that if I could, that if I found you, I could ask, 
you for one thing, your forgiveness. And Clark goes, my forgiveness? Your Krypton's God. What could I forgive you for? And he says, for leaving. Oh, well, there you go. He says, I... I was the heart of your son and your people, and I left. I, If I'd stayed, then Krypton might never have died. And mm. so he's kneeling before Clark. Okay, if he's a god, why would he leave? I mean, if he's... Because I'm used to a god that's everywhere. And an omnipotent god. Me. Yeah. So how could he leave? If he's a god. Exactly. He's, that's what I'm... I'm so confused. Yeah. He's like a flexible god. Yeah. Clark says, how did you know me? He says, I am in every part of you, Kal-El, and every part of you knows me. Okay, this is getting confusing. He can leave, but he's in every part of Clark. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we're back to the Batcave and, and... so they're witnessing all these miracles. And Alfred says, it's remarkable, Master Bruce. They seem to be healing everybody, no matter how sick or injured. Bruce says, yes, everybody, Alfred, good and bad. And Alfred says, the Bible talks about a kindly and forgiving God. Master Bruce, perhaps this row is cut from the same divine cloth. And Bruce says, God's Alfred, we have a poor history. Them and me, who was God be, who was God?" being kind to when my parents were murdered. If Joe Chill was dying, I'd fight every single one of those prophets to stop them from saving him. Not much room in my world for hope, Alfred. Justice, yes. Retribution, but not hope. Not for me. Well, then, I shall just have to hope for both of us, sir. Aww. And that's sweet. So then all of a sudden... Clark's going, Diana, Diana, it's Clark. I went looking for you, and I couldn't find you. I hope you're okay. Something's happening, something amazing, and maybe wonderful that could change everything, and I mean everything. Krypton's God is here. He came. Okay, all of a sudden, he's, like, talking to her. What? Here, here, he came to Earth, but he doesn't know she's gone. Bruce does, but he don't. Wow, the Kryptonian God came to Earth, and I want you to meet him. He's healing the sick, all the sick, and he wants to do more than that. Tell me where you are. I'm worried about you. Barry and Hal are gone, too, and I should have been looking for all of you. But this stuff with Rao has happened so quickly. The world is going to change, and we should all be together for this. Okay, Clark, you're starting to sound weird. (laughs) Like, Clark, if she's missing, then you should have been finding her. You know, oh, oh, they're just missing. Oh, I've just, but all this great stuff's going to... You know, so we should all get together, even though they're missing. Okay, what? Clark, you're starting to sound like a subject rather than a... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like he's being brainwashed. Yeah. Mind control. Okay. So we see Diana is down for the count, and, she, and Clark says, maybe this is a prayer for all of you. Wow, we'll keep you safe. Yeah, she's down, honey. And then she wakes up, she goes, Clark, and then she goes, Hera. And she looks up, and, oh, Olympus is all tore to hell, so. Olympus! So I'm wondering, did Rao go around Earth destroying monuments and other um, religions? 
Sounds that way. Yeah. And he wants he would everybody destroy under, her. Yeah, he wants a one world religion. So yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah, and he would like put her in the phantom zone or something and I mean this could be in the phantom zone. Mm-hmm. Um because we see it all like floating about because she's a god. She's the god of yeah. war. So yeah. he'd want to get rid of her. Yeah. Just taking him down one god at a time. And yeah. Clark over there, like, you know, one of those religious people that come to your door, have you heard of this faith? And I'm like, no, no. I'm fine by myself here. But really, it's good. You know? And they give you those pamphlets. So. Oh, he's, he's handing Clark. out tracks now, yeah. That's what clock sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's how the book ends. Um, and we'll have to wait till next month to see what's going on. Hopefully Clark can get out of this. Whatever. I'm sitting there going, Clark, you're really trusting this guy this much? Really? And Lois is like, do we need another god? Hello? Mm-hmm. Lois is basically questioning his authenticity. And yeah. Clark is like, oh, Rose going to save us. Yeah. So, okay. Was there anything else this week? Um, there was the gods and monsters Superman, but, I mean. Yeah. That's a whole nother Issue. I think we'll talk about that when we watch the movie. Right. I got somebody's trying to call me. Um, oh. So, <laughs> um, so do you want to finish up the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can. So we'll be back next week with probably solicits and the fomance, right? Yep. Okay. So everybody have a great week. And yep. we'll be back at you. You get a good night's sleep, kiddo. I will. Uh, happy Batman Superman dreams. Yeah. All righty. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.